This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Thursday, April 30th, and good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy will meet with President Donald Trump at the White House on Thursday to discuss the coronavirus response efforts. The meeting will be held in the Oval Office at 11 a.m. The meeting comes as Murphy announces that New Jersey's parks and golf courses will reopen at sunrise on Saturday. Murphy announced the change at the news conference on the COVID-19 outbreak. The new executive order came in the middle of the intense pressure to reopen parks, including from political rivals as well as allies. Murphy acknowledged the pressure campaign to reopen parks, but said it played no part in his decision. Murphy ordered parks closed on April 7th after he said that there were too many people congregating and failing to social distance. Golf courses were considered non-essential businesses, which have been closed since March. There will be a few conditions placed on reopening um, reopening parking lots and parks uh, as courses as well must be capped at 50% capacity. Playgrounds and restrooms at parks will still be closed. Picnics and other ga- gatherings will not be permitted, according to the governor. Yeah, Kathy, they said at the, at the, the parks with the, the swing set you could only swing one way. Oh, no. <laughs> no, oh, so, yeah. like, even at the parks, like, like the actual playgrounds are closed. Yeah. Okay. Because they're, they're, like, the gym sets and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you think that's that's a risky thing, right? Because people are touching that, and the virus stays on. Right. Well, exactly. all the playgrounds, are they're all touching everything there. Yep. That's why they're closed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Social By distance. the way, you think uh, OJ will fly into the area this weekend? He was saying he couldn't live without golf. He is oh. a golf fan. He very well might. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what the status is. I, I don't think the courses are opened up in uh, in California. But right. of course, it, That's it, why I'm it, saying he might fly into the area. The press, he's also dividing time between that and the search for his wife's real killer. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He might be busy with that. He's still going on with that elaborate search for his ex-wife's killer. So in addition to the parks and golf courses opening, they're saying social distancing rules will still apply. An additional nearly 2,500 positive cases were identified overnight, bringing the statewide total to uh, 100,016. The death toll climbed to 329 from 329 to 6,770. The total number of people hospitalized for coronavirus was about 6,300, down from 8,000 about a week ago. The number of new cases is dropping slightly in the north of the state of New Jersey, and staying roughly level in the central part of the state, but the South is seeing an increase in cases, Murphy said. The good news, according to the governor, is that the overall number of cases is lower in the southern part of the state. Atlantic City's casinos, they're teaming up with the hospital system to consult on protocols and best practices regarding the coronavirus before the casinos reopen. No date has been set thus far for the nine casinos to reopen. Going back to that golf thing, I was wondering, Preston, if they have the standard golf cart, so you can only get one person per cart, Mm-hmm. Could you mod buses for like uh, <laughs> so that you could have a distancing with your party in a golf? Oh, so box. you could somebody could sit in the front, and somebody could sit in the back. <laughs> right? Maybe. I don't know if that's mm. too cumbersome. It'll probably tear up the course a little. Oh, yeah. 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 car pass yeah. only, definitely. Right. Yeah, right. that's right. a concern, that's, right? Yeah. yeah, you could tear path up the path only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I've seen this for a few weeks, but food retailers across North America are swapping boneless chicken legs for less popular thighs and drumsticks as a wave of shutdowns at meatpacking plants has reduced supplies of sought-after cuts. COVID-19 infection among workers at some of the largest meat processing plants in the United States and Canada have reduced slaughter capacity, and in some cases, the types of cuts are, that are available. All right, Outbreaks- so, uh, I'm sorry, go back. What, what cuts are 
they're they so, switching so up. Basically, there, basically, there's a, a shortage. Well, they're not calling it a shortage, and they're specifically not calling it a shortage. But what they're saying is, is like if you were to go to get chicken breast, yeah, um, you, it, you're having a hard time finding it. You'll find like the legs or the thighs, the drumsticks, like okay. things that you know don't usually sell out as quickly. Right. Okay. I got you. Um, I like that, chicken thighs. Really, do you? They, yeah, yeah. they've got more flavor. I mean, they've they've got more calories. They're they're fattier, but uh, my wife yeah, is the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And, but I I'm a I'm a I'm a chicken you're breast guy. Breast yeah. Guy, yeah, I'm totally a breast guy. But yep. uh, I have not had a problem finding chicken breast at all. I, I just got some yesterday. I went to the butcher shop yesterday. Well, you may in yeah. the coming weeks. So the outbreak has shut down almost a third of the United States port capacity, yeah. and the growing wave of distributions um, has spurred plans by President Donald Trump to order meat processing plants to remain open. Grocers generally are accepting cuts of meat that require more cutting by their in-house butchers to keep their meat counters as full as possible. Meat such as sirloin and strip loins that would have typically been sent to restaurants before the pandemic shuttered businesses are now increasingly sold by retailers who are offering them in different sizes to get the price point down. Kathy, I put some chicken and pork in a steamer trunk up in my attic just in case. Mm. Smart. Smart. (laughs) Consumers in grocery stores around the world might notice larger packages of meat in Instead of individual steaks or smaller portions, while uh. the plants primarily produce the same products for retail and food service, they might cut and package them slightly differently. Um, and so a friend I was talking to, to a friend of mine who lives in Jersey yesterday, and um, she said that she was at the store and she saw a woman. The entire cart was filled with meat. Her yeah. her shopping cart. Wow. She's well, so- like. But she's she was like, this it. is why there's going to be a shortage. Yeah, that's People it. like this come, come in and put panic. everything they can find in the damn shopping cart. Like, well, get what you need and then come back later. It's going to be fine. That's kind of yeah. why I was jumping in saying, hey, I'm having no problems finding meat right now because people hear this on the news and they go, well, crap, I need to go get every single piece of meat I can, no. stick it in the freezer and blah, blah, blah. That's why we can't find toilet paper and well, disinfectant and all that sort of you can, stuff. You can improvise. Yeah. I use hamburger patties as toilet paper. <laughs> and okay. it works. It makes a match. And it's moisturizing, too. All right. And I saw one of the guys who uh, runs one of these meat packing plants. I think it was it was in Canada, one of the ones in Canada. But he said um, they, they're down, like almost 50% in uh, the plant. But he said, we're not – we're still – producing we're still putting out the meat there is not a shortage but if you go into the store and you rip everything off the shelves guess what there's going to be a shortage and then you you create a period of time where they you extend the period of time where they have to restock it and that's that becomes an issue obviously it's an issue let me ask you guys before all this stuff started did you guys have like lysol wipes or clorox wipes in your house yeah 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 Yeah, we all did yeah you know and 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 there were tons of that stuff on the shelves and but then this stuff happens and then everybody hoards it now you can't find it on the shelves and then people go into a panic and right Right. You know, yeah, and the second right. you see it, you you like, oh my god, I gotta get, it. I gotta get as many as I can. Yeah, so yeah. please don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. So the president of the Philadelphia TSA Union is calling for a requirement for everyone to wear masks inside the airport. The airport is the only place in the state of Pennsylvania where it's not required for passion- passengers to wear masks. <laughs> Workers are all required by their boss to wear them, and they're asking for everyone to wear masks when they go to the airport. Eight TSA officers have tested positive for COVID nineteen, and there are worries that there may be more beginning next weekend when an uptick in air travel is expected. Kathy, does this mandate now everyone retaking their passport photos wearing the mask? 
cut. <laughs> I don't think that'll go over okay. well. Six ABC News spoke to Rachel Levine, Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, who said uh, airports are under the regulatory authority of the FAA, and so airports are required to follow their guidance. But a spokeswoman for the FAA says requiring masks for passengers and airport personnel would be the responsibility of the airport and that have offered some guidance for airport sponsors. Mm. A spokeswoman for the airport uh, in Philadelphia says that they have made the decision presently not to require masks and that any such decision would benefit from federal guidance given the national and international nature of travel. I don't know how the governor or the secretary of health ordered somehow orders us Sorry, their order somehow stops at the door of the airport, the president of the the union said. A number of other airports are also not requiring masks across the country. According to the union president, to date, 495 TSA officers have contracted the virus across the country. Some of the airlines are actually seriously considering flying with the windows down. Wow. Sure. Uh, Keep things (laughs) in circulation. uh, Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, you're going to get that like... Yeah, when you don't have one... Yeah, we got one window down. Yeah. If you have a back window down, you have to have at least a, the front window cracked a little bit. Otherwise, yeah. your ears are going to feel like they're going to explode. Same thing yeah. on a 747. Yep. Yep. <laughs> at 32,000 feet. Yep. I think JetBlue, or I, it might have even been a couple of them, are requiring people to wear masks. There are. I do have the story, Kathy. There are a couple different uh, airlines that are taking different uh, procedures. Some of them are requesting that the passengers wear them. Some are just mm-hmm. requesting that the staff wear them. So, But, yeah, JetBlue, American Airlines, Delta, they all have their procedures that they're trying to and follow. And aren't some considering providing masks to their passengers <laughs> yes, as correct. a courtesy? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. but, but it seems a little confusing <clears throat> at the airport. It doesn't seem like anybody knows who can make the actual decision to yeah. have people have to I wear I think the people the running airport. the Cinnabon, I would turn to them. <laughs> yep, because that's a popular If they can make joint. those delicious confections, they certainly know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. If they can still make those, then mm-hmm. they should really make all the other decisions as well. <laughs> all right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Eagles agreed to terms with running back Corey Clement, signing him to a one-year contract. The native of Glassboro and former Wissahickon star, uh, sorry, Wisconsin star, has been dealing with injuries over the last two seasons following an impressive Super Bowl performance in the Eagles' win over the Patriots. Ah! He was medically cleared on Monday after missing much of last year with a shoulder injury. Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, and the rest of this year's Baseball Hall of Fame class will have to wait another year to be enshrined in Cooperstown. The Hall of Fame (laughs) announced that it has canceled the July 26th induction ceremony because of the coronavirus pandemic. Instead, the class will be included at next year's induction festivities, along with any additional new choices on July 25th, 2021. Jeter and Walker will be inducted with catcher Ted Simmons and the late Marvin Miller, the players union chief who negotiated free agency and helped to transform the business side of the sport. And the Flyers have signed free agent winger Linus Sandin to a one-year entry-level contract, according to general manager Chuck Fletcher. Uh, We are happy to have Linus under contract for next season. Our scouting staff has done an excellent job identifying him as a player who can come into camp and compete for a spot in our team right away. The 23-year-old has been playing in the Swedish Hockey League for the past three seasons, scoring 38 goals and 28 assists for 66 points. And that's what I have for you this morning. We've had a lot of Swedish uh, stuff on the show lately. So we we really got, have. got the guy coming to town. We have Michael Remberg on yesterday. We have somebody calling in from Sweden again today. 
as a guest this morning on the program. Eric Bazilian of the Hooters is getting in touch with us because he's going to be a part of this Love from Philly concert uh, that's happening this weekend, and all kinds of um, well-known Philadelphia musicians are participating in this thing. So I've got to get cool. to Sweden. Yeah. It, yeah uh, it looks gorgeous. It was actually one of my destinations early on when I was had the t- time to travel. Right. You've been there a couple times. There are a lot of people I know have gone and love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. It, and, it uh, turns out that uh, Bazillion is a Flyers fan, and he found out, I was chatting with him yesterday, that mm-hmm. Renberg was on yesterday. So now those two guys are going to try and meet up in Stockholm, Sweden For real? this week. This weekend, yeah. Oh, that's great. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk to Eric uh, later on this morning. Uh, we're also going to have on the program Adam McKay. Whoa. This guy has uh, created some of your favorite movies. Uh, and that, I say that every time we have yeah. him on. Because... I mean, the roster's too big. I, everything yeah. from Step Brothers to uh, Anchorman. Anchorman to mm-hmm. Talladega Nights. You know what he's working on now, Preston? No. He's working on the movie version of Bad Blood. About Elizabeth Holmes. The Theranos. Get out. Yes. Really? I was just, I was thinking about that story yesterday. Which was a great reason. documentary it series. Was. But he, and you know who's going to play her? No. At least is what they have. Jennifer Lawrence. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Perfect yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to have to lower her voice a little right. bit and talk it, like this, but yeah. That's another documentary well worth checking out. Yeah, most definitely. It's pretty compelling. Uh, well, cool. We'll talk to Adam about those, among other things. We also have Rock Refund taking place. $500 two times today. A chance for you to win starting at 8 and then again at 10. So we don't want you to miss out on that at all. Uh, I want to go ahead and take a break now because we got a lot of stuff to get to this morning. And I want to make sure that we fit it all in. So stay with us. We'll have a stupid question. I have another Goonies question Whoa! today. All right. Two in a row. It was so much fun talking about that the other day that I have another Goonies question for stupid question. I think I knew it was here around here yesterday. Anyway, we'll come back with that. Let's find out together. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. When a reporter finishes a story, what questions did you wish they'd asked? What's one unexpected detail they didn't have time to explore? Why is it even happening? Get to the why behind issues that matter in your community. The Why from WHYY uncovers interesting parts of the story you haven't heard about yet. The impact of those stories on your life and your neighborhood. There's more to every story, if you take the time to tell it. Subscribe to The Why wherever you get your podcasts. Don't settle for part of the story. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so I promised you another Goonies question today for the stupid question, which, by the way, the prize is a digital download of Arrow, the eighth and final season. Uh, Try this one out. In the movie, the character referred to by the nickname Chunk actually has a full name. Let's see if you know what it is. That's Mm, a hard one. That is a hard one, but it's worth exploring. I wouldn't have known it. 215-263-WMMR. Casey's scratching something down. He's got the first name The first name's right? Okay. This might actually be his real name, though. You got it. Did I really? That's it. No kidding. Yep. All right. Okay. (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let me go through some birthdays while we await your answer. It is time to celebrate on Thursday, April 30th, because it is Gal Gadot's birthday. Lovely Gal Gadot. Uh, She is uh, pretty damn amazing. Uh, Wonder Woman, of course. What's the hottest piece of film available with her? Is it that movie she did... Keeping up with the Joneses, yeah, yep. Where she's trying on lingerie, yes. I, I, that's the hottest one I've ever seen. Yeah. Anyway, there's also a sequence in the movie um, Date Night, where she is Mark Wahlberg's lover, mm-hmm. and she comes down the steps, and I think she's just wearing like a men's 
shirt, and it's uh, it's pretty hot as well. Uh, she is uh, turning 35 years old today. So and Wonder Woman that. pushed back again, right? The release? Yeah, yeah I don't know what the, the current status of that is and what date they have uh, penciled in as of yet. But uh, it's on the way. Wonder Woman 1984 is that movie. So Gal Gadot, 35. Kirsten Dunst celebrates her birthday as well, and she is turning 38 years old. She's evolved as an actress. She's gotten really good, and she's, you know, left that that perpetual teen thing and gone on to play some nasty characters and some some really heavy characters. Yeah, like in uh, um, uh, uh, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she was. Uh, she was really, really good in that. Uh, Burt Young, Paulie from Rocky. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I was watching him the other night first. Go ahead. Give us he's 80 years old today, so a big birthday for him. He was in that movie, and I forgot he was, Amityville The Possession. Did you remember that? Oh, it was I, one of the Amityville sequels. I have forgotten it, but you I You could know tell from the second he's on camera, he's hating every second of being really? in this movie. Oh, yes. It's hilarious. Uh, another outside of the Rocky format was uh, Back to School. He's, uh, he's Lou, the driver. He's great in that. Uh, so he celebrates uh, his 80th birthday today. Happy birthday, Paulie. Uh, and, and I loved his character in um, in uh, Rocky Balboa. That's when that character... He really has a heart. Has a heart. And, yep. and he's so distraught about the way he treated... His sister, yep, uh, and and it comes through. He's a really good actor. Yep. Uh, we also have Cloris Leachman. A lot of upper end birthdays today. She is ninety four years wow. old. Wow. Yeah, uh, I watched uh, Young Frankenstein again recently. Brilliant. He's just outstanding in it. As I'm his boyfriend. <laughs> he was my, my boyfriend. boyfriend. And as the dominatrix uh, nurse in High Anxiety. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, this one I've never seen. I've never seen High Anxiety. That's Mel Brooks, right? Yeah, yeah. it's not great. It's okay. good. It's, it's goofy not, fun. It's not, uh, um, you know, Young Frankenstein good, but yeah. it's it's okay. good. Yeah, but, and let us not forget she was on Dancing with the Stars as well. Uh, Ninety four years old, wow. and again her Oscar winning performance for the Last Picture Show, one of the greatest film performances I've ever seen. Unbelievable, Johnny Galecki. We have two Big Bang Theory birthdays today. So we have Johnny Galecki, who is turning 45, and then we have uh, Kunal Nayar, uh, who is 39 years old today. So they celebrate the exact same birthday. I have to imagine that they're uh, wealthy at this point, wouldn't have to work after a show that successful for that long, right? Yeah, and they were pulling down... Big money. Big money yeah. per episode. All they had one of those, right? uh, I think, those friends deals. Where yes. They, yeah. Yep. All right. So happy birthday to everyone celebrating Wait. birthday on April 30th. Did we miss one? Preston, I got one. And the only reason I bring it up is that Casey told a story yesterday that made me laugh about this guy. He turns um, 54 today, and his name is Dave Meggett. He was a running back oh for the New God. York Giants. <laughs> and that's the guy that your, that your <laughs> dad was. Goddamn Meggett. Oh, <laughs> your dad was freaking out on while watching on screen. Oh, my God. See, I thought you were saying Maggot. No, his last name was Maggot. Oh, okay. All right. So it's his birthday today? Yeah, he turns 54, and I was just scrolling through the birthdays on Wikipedia, and I saw that one, and I figured it was worth bringing it up again. Yeah, if his name wasn't Maggot, you would think that he was yelling something, like, insensitive or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know, calling him a name or something like that, but that was his name. Get that goddamn That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happy birthday, Mr. Miggett. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question in the movie The Goonies. The character referred to by the nickname Chunk actually has full name. What is it? 215-263-WMMR. Hello there, Michelle. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. So can you give us an answer? What was Chunk's actual name in the movie? Uh, 
I can. Lawrence Cohen. Lawrence Cohen. Yay! You got it. Hang on, Michelle. We are going to give you a digital download of Arrow, the eighth and final season, Heroes Fall and Legends Rise. You can see how the epic story of Oliver Queen and the Arrowverse concludes in Arrow, the eighth and final season. And that is available now on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. All right, where do we begin? Let's start with Tom Hanks. Uh, making good on his promise to donate plasma in a bid to help find a vaccine for COVID-19. Um, here's, uh, he said, he tweeted out, here's last week's bag of plasma, <laughs> such a bag. After the paperwork, it's an e- it's as easy as taking a nap, he said. Thanks uh, to uh, UCLA. Um, Hanks and his wife, uh, Rita. Uh, a lovely both, couple. Both 63 are on the mend after contracting coronavirus in Australia. Both have been outspoken about the importance of respecting shutdown and quarantine regulations while also p- pushing for a cure. Um, <clears throat> the pair also happen to be celebrating their 32nd anniversary together and have reportedly gotten closer because of their shared experience. A co- uh, source tells E.T. this year uh, experiencing COVID-19 together was life-changing. Uh, they had to ride a wave of an illness that could have killed one or both of them. Uh, being apart from their children during the experience made them reflect on everything they have in life, especially each other. It has made them truly appreciate their love for one another Aww. and the life that they have built. Well, Hanks has a pre-existing condition. He has diabetes, yeah. so that that yeah, he was more at risk. So it's good that they came through the other side. Uh, they will celebrate at home uh, together. God damn, I love them. <laughs> uh, the they said their plan is to enjoy their favorite wine and create a lovely dinner together. Lovely. Uh, and they both love to cook, apparently. So, and I love them. Yeah, as most ordinary citizens hunkered down at home, Kendall Jenner and NBA star Devin Booker have set out on a 500-mile road trip from L.A. to Sedona, Arizona. Oh my God! Is it the Cannibal Run? Uh, it might be. <laughs> uh, per TMZ, the Calabasas Run, Preston. <laughs> per TMZ. Kendall and Devin made a concentrated effort to minimize interactions with other people on their trip. You know, because they're normally just going out flying oh amongst everyone. <laughs> oh, constantly. They're, they're, they're people of the people. Uh, and they drove to Sedona in Devin's Mercedes-Benz Maybach. Uh, they were, however, photographed hitting up a rest stop for a bathroom break without masks. <laughs> this is your Bach? No, that's the name of the car. <laughs> Uh, so, are they dating? Well, eyewitnesses tell TMZ the pair seem to be romantically... Is this like driving music? Or? This is from Cannonball Run. Oh, it is? This is Chuck Mangione from Cannonball Run. What scene? Uh, I think maybe when they were... South of the border? No. I think maybe in the restaurant the night before the Cannonball Run. Okay. Where, um... <laughs> God, uh, that is incredibly ob- cannonball incredibly run obscure. music. Wow, Farrah okay. Fawcett's character was talking to John Voigt. Okay, AJ Voigt. <laughs> John Voigt, AJ Voigt, You remember AJ Voigt in Deliverance? Well, so the ironic thing was this guy that was trying to get rid of the Cannonball Run had the name of a race car driver, so it was AJ right. Foyt. All right. Mm. Okay. All right. So it wasn't anyway. actually AJ Foyt the driver. No. Oh. Okay. No. Was Why that, would you do that? I was going to say, man, I don't remember him being in the movie, but I wouldn't doubt it if he was. Uh, by the way, I like that. Make a note of that okay. music. I, we need to use that for like play, hit it again if you would please oh, okay. for like driving music or. <laughs> So are they dating? That's the question. And I'm feeling a wind in my hair. Eyewitnesses tell TMZ the pair seem to be romantically linked, but uh, friends say they're just pals. I don't. 
I don't believe that. Uh, you don't take a trip like that with someone if you're just pals. By the way, here's here's a plot twist on that, Steve. Booker happens to be Jordan Woods' ex. Jordan, as many recall, oh. is Kendall's sister, Kylie's ex-BFF, who broke with the family after stepping out with Tristan Thompson. <gasps> then her other sister, Chloe's boyfriend. What in the F? And uh, Chloe and Tristan have since split. So what? Where's Ben Simmons in all this? Oh, hopefully he's far, far, far away. Far away. <laughs> I hope I don't, he broke yeah. that habit. So, well, so I saw something on Twitter last night that it, it couldn't be true. Where somebody had commented, the flying. Somebody had commented on <laughs> her being tossed around the NBA like a rag doll, right? Right. And she had commented and basically said, "Y'all act like I don't like I'm not in complete control of where I throw this cooch around." I'm like, there's no way she actually wrote that. I don't that. think she did that. Maybe her sentiment, but that's it doesn't sound like okay. something she would release as a public statement. It looked like it came from her, but it could have just Y'all been don't like act a... like I don't control my cooch? <laughs> Where I throw this cooch Where around? Where I throw wow. this cooch around, Case, yeah. Huh. She, she tweeted it. I mean, it's on her official Twitter account, so I don't know okay. if she actually wrote it. Um, but wow. they, the, the actual quote is, they act like I'm not in full control of where I throw this cooch. This, by the way, it's time for Cooch Chat. Yes. Kendall Jenner. Uh, immediately following an earlier tweet, I'm working with uh, Moon Oral Care to send product to healthcare workers that are heroically fighting COVID 19. So, following a charitable tweet, <laughs> she talks about throwing around the cooch. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, and uh, so, is, that, is she getting some money back for some sort of gingivitis preventative? I don't know. No. She's an influencer look- for. Or uh, maybe, or maybe Vagisil. Vagisil. Vagisil on aisle four. On <clears throat> Nick, yep. sometimes I'll look at people like that. They're like their Instagram page, I th- and I think that she was one. I think it's like you know all these sexy pictures and a butt picture, and then like their kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. It's the juxtaposition. Time for chat with Kendall Jenner. I see a theme. Wait, wait, wait. I got. Okay, hang on. All right, wait. It's time for Vagisil chat with Kendall Jenner. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hola. If you're like me and you throw your cooter wherever you want it, sometimes it picks up stuff. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, like picking up a hitchhiker? Yeah. So who knows? We'll we'll follow and, uh, and see if these two end up being a couple. Uh, more uh, stuff out of that family. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are used to juggling their two white-hot careers plus four kids. No easy task under normal circumstances. Of course not. But now, as the quarantine and shutdown continue, sources tell Us Weekly that the pair are bickering. Uh, the insider says Kim and Kanye have been arguing a lot during the quarantine. Uh, Kanye is really getting on Kim's nerves. Now, that's the front door. <laughs> if the rumors are true, uh, they are certainly not alone. Some experts say divorce inquiries are already way up, and as lockdown continues, uh, they are expected con- to continue to rise. Ah. Uh, the source of the issue seems to be work-life balance. Uh, the Yeezy rapper is focused on creating, and the Skims founder feels like all the parenting duties are falling on her. Do they have? Do they have any live-in help? I, you know what? I, I've only assumed that. They right, do. you would imagine, right? I don't think these two will make it. I, th- I know they've got all the kids, all the, the gazillion children, but I think for some reason down the road they're going to. It just up. seems like a volatile, yep, thing. Yeah. 
Lot that I mean, when two powerful people get together, a lot of times that's what ends up happening. And yeah. Kanye pales by comparison to Chris Humphreys, her first husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on to another couple. Supermodel Gigi Hadid and singer Zion Malik are expecting a girl, according to multiple oh. reports. A uh, source told E.T. that they are over the moon and added that at the end of the day, it didn't matter to the couple what the sex was, but uh, now they can prepare for the new edition before she arrives. Uh, fans are loving it, one wrote, and um, uh, one wrote that uh, they're just super-duper excited They did this, this very cool. They're obviously both very wealthy, so they did this gender reveal where they had these explosive collars around two poor people's heads, Preston. Oh, okay. And uh, one one blew up, and it was, it was pink. Okay, so it was that's So cute. beautiful. Uh, Hadid is reportedly 20 weeks pregnant and has been quarantining with her family. Uh, when she celebrated her 25th birthday over the weekend, fans were quick to note that her pink and blue balloons, or they noted them and wondered if the fiesta doubled as a gender reveal party. Uh, Hadid and Malik have been on and off again for years since first getting together in 2015, but they are reportedly in for the long haul this time. So I wonder, so she's a supermodel or a mo- whatever, <clears throat> if super is even a classification that exists anymore in modeling, but... Uh... I mean, that's her moneymaker, her body. So how, you know, I assume there has to be extra levels of consultation with nutritionists and stuff like that because you can't can't get too, you know, out of shape. Can't let yourself go. That's your moneymaker. That's your moneymaker. In an interview on Instagram Live, her father, Mohammed, told uh, Al Jadid TV, let me digest it and talk to her first um, because I'm not sure if it's real or not. If she is... I'll be v- just very happy as long as the baby is healthy and she's healthy. That's all I care about. I'll be very proud uh, of her if she has one. I seem digesting it. Mm. Uh, how about this? Harrison Ford is under investigation oh, by no. the FAA. No. After mishearing an air traffic controller at Hawthorne Airport in California on Friday. Uh, the 77-year-old was told to hold short on runway because of traffic, but he heard the opposite and went ahead. Uh, he later apologized. A Federal <laughs> Aviation Administration spokesperson tells ET the FAA is investigating. Uh, and then, did you say blow dart and catlick? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, come again? Repeat. I heard you say blow dart and catlick. Uh, investigating an incident in which the pilots of an Aviat Husky taxied across the runway at Hawthorne Municipal Airport Friday afternoon. <laughs> blow dart and hatnick. While another. <laughs> Aircraft was performing a touch-and-go landing. Blow dart. Blow dart cat, Nick. Uh, Harrison previously... Katniss Hunger Games. (laughs) Katniss Hunger Games. (laughs) Harrison previously landed in hot water for landing on a taxiway instead of a runway in 2017. And in 2015, he actually crashed a single-engine plane onto a golf course. Blow fart chicken, Nick. (laughs) And uh, that was in Venice, California. <laughs> uh, I think there needs to be some serious um, review. They they will. I mean, he came yeah. pretty close to having, uh, I think, his license yanked the last time. But they, he certainly carries a little bit more favor because he's Harrison Ford. But you have to take this all into consideration. I think he was renewing his license when he would. This, yeah. this happened on Friday. He was parallel parking. Oh, is that what he was doing? I defailed that part of it. Uh, let's go back to the Jenners. Uh, Kylie Jenner filed uh, documents uh, in 2019 to trademark her daughter Stormy's name, but apparently uh, Business Moves Consulting didn't get the memo. TMZ reports that Kylie is now suing the organization, organization over its use of the term Stormy Couture. What's that? Stormy Couture. St- 
Yeah, I, I don't okay. know. I don't <laughs> oh, know the, the kid. The kid, yeah. the kid. Yeah, so I, I don't know why, uh, you know, I, I guess they've trademarked the daughter's name, but I don't understand. That means no one can use the term Stormy, well, S-T-O-R-M-I. It's, it's for future products. It's for future business. So they put yeah. the stake in the ground. Yeah, I know that, but I mean, okay. Yeah, you can't use... For in in any way that you for, can for use stormy, or... right? You can't you or it, it, you can't it, sell anything that's uh, at all related to anything that um, fashion in the fashion world or whatever. That's called stormy couture. Okay, yeah, right. The stormy couture, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. you can say it's it's cloudy with a chance of stormy later. Right, today, yeah, yeah. That, that's not a problem. <laughs> but I mean, you can't sell stuff like stormy couture okay. uh, with that copyright. <laughs> All right, uh, the, let's see, who else? Uh, Queen Elizabeth plans to address the U.K. in a televised speech for the second time in a month. An extremely rare event, by the way. Uh, the 94-year-old will deliver a pre-recorded speech on TV on May 8th to mark the 75th anniversary uh, to the, of the end of uh, World War II. And I'm also very excited to announce the British version of American Ninja. <laughs> Uh, so she is going to be addressing the uh, the nation. Uh, yeah, uh, she's a she's a good. I mean, listen, she's been doing it for decades. She's seen the country through uh, horrific times. Mm-hmm. Comforting figure, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Academy Award winning Octavia Spencer has donated uh, Miku breathing monitors to both Baptist Hospital, uh, Baptist Health, and the uh, Montefiore Ho- uh, Health System locations in uh, New York. She shared the news on social media, writing in part. Uh, seeing what's happening in the communities that I love, I've teamed up with uh, Miku Care uh, to donate monitors in nursing and medical facilities in Alabama huh. and New York to provide much-needed relief to nurses as they navigate care for COVID-19 patients. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I like it, her. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked star Amanda Jane Cooper has married Andrew Bell, and they did it over Zoom, according to reports. So they themselves were not together and Correct. conducted the marriage over Zoom. Interesting. From what I understand, yeah. Uh, they were supposed to get married on April 25th in Pennsylvania, but ended up getting married on April 4th uh, so that they could get on with their lives. She said, my husband and I did not live together before we were married, and we were eager to get our life started and create a home. Is there any legal stipulation to two people getting married having to be Ooh, in the same in room? the same room? Interesting. I Right? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't, but I never really explored that. Yeah, maybe... Maybe you have to be in the same state. I, that's a damn good question. On the same dude. Wi-Fi? Yeah. I don't uh, know this this Amanda Jane Cooper, but um, according to IMDb, she was born in Valley Forge. Have you guys heard of her? No, no. no. She was uh, in Wicked. So. I, I heard of Zoom. I wonder yeah, I if she Zoom. was the one I saw in Philadelphia. I'm not sure. Uh, because the girl who played, uh, God, is it Elphaba? Is that her name? The Wicked Witch or whatever? Right. She ended up going to Broadway uh, for a little while, and her name was Jessica Vosk. So, but I'm looking at a picture of her, and I'm like, man, she does look familiar. Okay. Yeah. I loved Wicked, by the way. Has anybody else seen it? I no, hear it's awesome. And I've wanted to. Yeah. <clears throat> it yeah. kind of does. Uh, it. I mean, it's it's a dual thing, right? It's a great musical itself, but then it also is a good exercise program. And, well, maybe no, it expands the story of Wizard. of Oz, expands right? the, and it and makes the Wicked Witch of the and the it West. makes Wizard of Oz better. I think. So do you well. see you see that you see the angle from the Wicked Witch? You see her her impetus for doing what she does. Yes. Okay. Uh, so she said we made the commitment to uh, wait until we were married. More than a hundred friends and, fa- and family attended virtually and planned to toast the pair uh, in person next year. 
Uh, NBC has set season two's drop date for the Titan Games, the Dwayne Johnson-hosted competition. Will bow May 25th with a two-hour premiere featuring professional athletes competing uh, against everyday people in challenges designed by Johnson to test their physical, mental, and emotional metal. It's actually a well-done show. Uh, he's coming out with another one he's producing like crazy called Live Fire, where they actually shoot live ammo <laughs> at the contestants. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's got to dodge. It's really cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really cool. For the ultimate victory. Uh, let's see. Oh, and speaking of shows like that, the world's largest obstacle course is returning. TBS has ordered a reboot of Wipeout, which ran for seven seasons on ABC between uh, 2018 2014. You can try to resist Wipeout, but you will watch it. It's mm-hmm. great. It, it is. It's it's like it. watching a whole Rube Goldberg Looney Tunes cartoon played out live. Yeah, you kind of you take a glance at it. And you know, this is stupid, yeah. and then then you watch a couple of people go through, and you're like, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> they kind of added some of the elements of Wipeout to that uh, Rob Riggle golf show. Have you seen? Yes, yeah. which which yeah. is all it's all um, miniature golf, but it's right. really cool. Yeah. Uh, I love that show and there's a new one out it's high level com- it's american gladiators meets tag yeah Did you, have you guys seen the commercials for no this? i remember you telling yeah, me it about looks it. really good but i tell you what i i while watching Wipeout, i'm i'm like there've got to be significant injuries that come from this there have to be how could there not be when you get at least at least on a level of whiplash yeah because yeah. you're having heads just Rock. Yeah, not necessarily, you know, broken yeah. bones. Maybe a little bit of this and that, but, you know, some dislocations <laughs> and some severe strains and pulls yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I mean, there they get tossed around like freaking rag dolls, man. Uh, so anyhow, they're going to be bringing that back. Uh, they will, uh, the 20-episode run will, will include new twists plus a three-stage optical course with multiple strategy and decision points as well. One last thing. AMC Theaters is threatening to ban Universal Pictures films from its chain, the largest in the country, by the way, after NBC Universal CEO Jeff Schell said the success of Trolls World Tour uh, proved theaters may not be necessary in the future. Yeah, they don't like hearing that. Yeah, Trolls has snagged $100 million in uh, video on-demand rentals in North America, not far behind the $160 million the original Trolls earned in its first three weeks. And the 2016 box office during the same uh, three-week time period. And uh, according to AMC Theaters Chair CEO Adam Aaron, he wrote, uh, It is disappointing to us, but Jeff's comments as to Universal's uh, unilateral actions and intentions have left us with no choice. Therefore, effective immediately, AMC will no longer play any Universal movies wow. in any of our theaters in the United States, Europe, or the Middle East. Whoa! My guess is they will work this They'll out. They'll come around. They, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. will, but that is... That's, dude must have been really pissed yes, off yeah, when he yeah. heard that huh. to make that bold of a statement. But you got to look at the, the other side of the coin, too. The, the second... Second movie came in just a bit under the original with that home release model. Yeah. So it, it, that, as we've talked many times about what is going to survive, what modifications will survive after the pandemic subsides, yeah. I think you'll see a lot more direct to home releases. Maybe so <clears throat> the um, I, I don't this I think is a dumb move. I mean, it, this I don't think will hurt Universal. Right, because well, the movie's good enough, you're going to go see it somewhere else. Then, also, right? well, also, it's also it's a, it, you can't argue that this is a, an incredibly weird, extenuating circumstance that you know that that prompted they had this thing that they needed to get out, yeah, 
uh, wanted to get out, and uh, that's it. Nick, I, 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 it will. They will work out. They will come to terms. Yeah, Nick, I have a question for you. Uh, the AMC Theater uh, uh, chair of CEO Adam Aaron is that the dude from the Sixers? Oh, that's a good question. I think it is Casey because I think we talked about him before. Uh, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, I think he used to be the. Can he get us popcorn? Seventy <laughs> Sixers GM. Yeah. Somebody, somebody texted in and said Regal Theaters is banning them, too. So, yeah, wow. is, oh. so that's what might happen. They, these other chains might get on board and say, you know what? Screw you. Yeah. You know what uh, Screw you, Melon. Nick, it is the same guy? Same guy, yeah. And he's from Philly and still lives here. So uh, he went to Harvard just like Casey. And, uh, <laughs> well, I went there he, twice. Did he go okay. there twice? <laughs> no, no, just once. Okay. All right. Uh, we're ready for clips. So let's get to them. The Last Kingdom takes viewers through England in ninth in the ninth century A.D. as it's being separated into seven different kingdoms. In this clip, Alexander Draymond explains why he enjoys portraying uh, Uhtred Putrid of Bebenberg. Uhtred of Bebenberg. U h t r e d. Uhtred of Bebenberg. Here we go. He's such a fun character to play, and. I find myself finding new challenges every season, and the writing has been consistently exciting. Um, we we have new writers on, and they have done such an amazing job at, at picking up where uh, Stephen Butchard, who wrote the previous series, um, left off. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. All right. Uh, Last Kingdom is streaming now on Netflix. Next clip. A father learns difficulties of parenting when his wife returns to work in Man with a Plan. In this clip, Matt LeBlanc explains his plan for a successful TV series. My background in sitcom is largely friends. And that was a part of a cast where you could, if you equate it to a football team, you could give the ball to anyone and they could run it into the end zone. So that's what I was looking for. I want to have a strong cast around me where anyone could score the joke. Anyone, you could give the the blow to the scene, the final joke, you could give that to anyone. Anyone could drive story. You know what I mean? You want to have craftsmen around you. Yeah. Little little down. Talking about a comedy. Come on, man. It's actually a funny show. It's funny, though. He's he's packed on some LBs. Yeah? (laughs) No kidding. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, tends to happen. All right, and that is your entertainment report for Thursday, April 30th. Uh, We have a few things going on. We're going to talk to some people this morning. Uh, Adam McKay will be joining us. He has written and been the man that's helmed some really great movies over the years. Oscar winner. Step Brothers. Yeah, Oscar winner for Vice. uh, Vice, yeah. Great Uh, movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Anchorman, Step Brothers, some of our favorite movies, yeah. Talladega Nights. There's a huge list. but uh, And local. He's, you know, he's from Philly, so we're going to talk to him later on. Uh, and also another Philly guy, Eric Bazilian of the Hooters. And he is calling in to promote uh, this Love from Philly concert that's happening this weekend. Love from Philly dot live for it. A lot of Philadelphia musicians performing. Fundraiser. And Eric is actually checking in from uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, we had Michael Remberg on yesterday from Stockholm. So it's apparently, sort of, we're huge in Stockholm. And apparently, they're gonna. He found out he's a big hockey fan and Flyers fan, and he found out that Remberg was on yesterday, and those two are gonna meet up in Stockholm. It's unbelievable. So we will. Uh, we're bringing people together. We soon. are the world. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So we're gonna. Um, we're gonna chat with him a little bit later on this morning. We'll ask him about it. We're gonna take a break. We'll come back in a second. Don't forget money to MMR's Rock Refund two times today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
rocks. Includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR rock shop. Like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. With designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees. Plus coffee mugs and much more. All with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. Anytime we switch subjects, we should should, should play this music. Uh, I real quick, a um, couple of uh, messages I would like to pass along. Uh, I have a couple of shout outs, real quick. Uh, some birthday thingies. Uh, hey, Preston, want to request a shout out for my wonderful husband Paul. Turns forty nine on Friday, May first. Owns a tasty cake root Ooh. in Cumberland County, South Jersey, and has been working every day these uh, during these trying times. Keeping our local stores stocked with tasty cakes. Thank you, Amy Pressgrave. So, a quick chart, please. Absolutely. One second. Let me rack that up and get to my favorite charts. Boom. Uh, here's another one. Hey, guys, long-time listener. Stream you guys every day at work. Helps me stay sane with all the madness going on. My daughter, Adriana, is turning eight oh. on April 30th. That's today. Hey. Would you be able to give her a birthday? Shout out. She's missing her friends at school. Uh, really sad that we can't celebrate her birthday with family and friends. Thank you so much. And that is from Susan Salfie. So here is one for Adriana. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy eighth birthday to you. Preston, I'm proud of you. How so? You got it on the day of the I birthday. I know. Yeah. It's rare, but that every now so and then rare. an accident happens. For an eight-year-old girl, and you get one you'll step up on the yeah. birthday. Uh, and then another one. Uh, this is a mention. This is a, this is a butt plug. Oh. We haven't done a butt plug in a oh, long time. No, so, we're uh, happy. Yep. Uh, it's for the Healthcare Hero Support Squad. I got this email from Scott Blissman, and uh, they are a a group that have pooled their money together. They partner with local pizza shops and make weekly pizza deliveries to hospitals and nursing homes in Montgomery, Bucks, Lehigh, and Philadelphia counties. Uh, we started all this at Lansdale Abington Hospital in Preston's backyard, and we have branched out to Lankenau, uh, St. Luke's, and Lehigh Valley Hospitals. Uh, so, wanted to give a little butt plug to those guys. So, the look up the Healthcare Hero Support Squad, if you would please, and maybe you want to uh, join in with those guys. That's great. Yeah, have a look up. Do what they do. What? <laughs> the sound of that fart. Um, I mean, <laughs> it is perfect. I don't it know. It's perfect. In these uncertain times. And that's yeah. yours, right? Yeah, it is mine. Yeah. Yep. Um, that, that actually came from his butt. So, I. Kat, did you see that story about that florist in Bucks County who, um, I don't know if you saw that at all, but so they, they had reached, uh, the lady had ordered flowers, and I mean, long story short, they um, this lady was living by herself, so not only did these guys, this florist in, in Bucks County deliver flowers, but they took it upon themselves to like bring her a whole bunch of go- groceries. Oh, uh, because she was an older woman uh, who lived by herself. Yeah, they paid for That's it themselves. That's what people in Bucks County do. I, well, listen... <laughs> I'm giving credit where credit is due. That's very big of you. Yes, it, it is. I I mean, I'm a big that. guy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Hamass. <laughs> uh, did you see the two hotels in Delaware County that had to close because of all the criminal activity? Oh, my God. Is no, it the executive? 
Is it the executive? Okay. It, well, it's got... I mean, hold on. I'll pull it up. No, Casey. I don't think it is. Uh, hold on. Let me just pull Where's it up. The while, while you're doing that, Kath, the uh, Garden Center, Casey, is called Castle Garden Center, and uh, they're CastleGardenCenter.com, the one you were talking about, the florists. And that lady that they brought the food to, she didn't even need it. They just And they refused payment, uh, but they thought that she might need it. And yeah, she so, threw it away. She burned it right she there. Right yeah. right yeah, she said it on I fire. don't need it. I don't, what do you think? You're better than me? You want it? <laughs> Case That's it. not you. <laughs> You're better. You're than better that. than that. <laughs> I just wanted some chrysanthemum, chrysanthemum flowers. <laughs> can't say chrysanthemum. I can't. It's difficult. Okay. A problematic at the least. Yeah. <laughs> you can say problematic. Yes. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I think not. it's the uh, the the ths. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the All right. Anyway, what are we doing? Summer's like a dash. There's so many things I have to say. There's garden centers that are doing drive-ups uh, where you just pop your trunk and they'll they'll fill your car with the flowers. Uh, whatever, I love it. But anyway, um, the two <laughs> the two hotels you just became are, Casey <laughs> that are closing are uh, the Days Inn and the Parkway Inn on Baltimore Pike. So yeah, the original okay. story is that there was there were you said there were crimes or what was going on that was causing the the closure? Yeah. So they they said that Delaware County officials are forcing um, these two motels to close because of criminal activity. Apparently, there's been like a few overdoses there in oh, the past oh, okay. two weeks. And... Where in Delaware County is it? All right, so the parkway used to be... Uh, well, it's right next to where Kitty City was, <laughs> by the way. Springfield Township. So they're, they're literally right across the street from each other. some Kitty City. Preston and Steve, I believe I told you this story. Maybe it was off air, but I was... So the Days Inn is right next to Best Buy. And one of the last times I was at Best is Buy... Is this to the original story? To the original okay. story. I was behind these two people in line that were shady as F. Yeah. Shady, shady, shady. And they were buying a disposable phone. And the lady was looking at me like all weird. Like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, oh, you know, so I tried not to make eye contact with these people. But then sure enough, they went to the Days Inn right afterwards. And, you know, so okay, you're talking so about you, illegal activity. A lot of illegal activity being conducted out of the hotel. And I couldn't help but get this vibe that they had, like... A hundred pounds of meth on them, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that. How would they, they hide that? Well, they're probably in the in the hotel room. Oh, whatever, I thought you yeah. said like on them right there at yeah. the checkout. Line. <laughs> no, but they had the, the you know disposable phone. They you know, and I watched a lot of TV, Steve. And those, those you're good. So as you're seeing this, do your natural law and crime fighting instincts kick in, and do your fists start to recede up into your sleeves? <laughs> <laughs> Just Pre- naturally go preparing for hidden fists. <laughs> yeah, hidden fists. Yes. Exactly. Well, no, I I made sure that uh, that we had like no contact. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, you know, you can spot these sh- these places. So so both have have shut down immediately, Kathy. They, they're forcing them to shut down. They've actually suspended the operational licenses for both of the properties. <sighs> it went into effect on Tuesday. Listen, they were responsible. These two motels were responsible for more than six hundred and thirty emergency calls since January of two thousand seventeen. Wow. Yeah, I, listen, the Parkway, I'm not really surprised. You know, I know that uh, people, when I was in high school, they would go, I mean, they would rent rooms to 16-year-old kids so they could go, you know, drink in, in these yep. hotel rooms. And that's probably illegal. The Days Inn, on the other hand, they had, I mean, they did a major reno on that one. Right. You know, I think they were trying to change the... Uh... The next time you smoke meth, consider us. Casey, that was a... Uh... With wonderfully appointed rooms. Lots of TVs to hurl at the walls. <laughs> Nick, you pulled up um, 
uh, you, you pulled a Delco move a little bit ago, Casey. And I think we talked Cut about this on air. breakfast. <laughs> oh, no, no. What's the Delco move? No, Casey pulled a Delco move where he said that's it's where the Kitty City used to be. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You yeah. referred to these landmarks that used to be there <laughs> yeah, I guess like I did. 30 yeah, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're being honest, Case, uh, we have those hotels in Bucks County as well. Oh, they just I haven't know. Been, they yes. just haven't been shut down yet. Uh, every, every area has those hotels where you and you say, how do they stay in And more often than not, they're motels. Right? Yep, that's, that's exactly yeah. what it is. But, I mean, it was infamous for that, for, like, the, the parties and the drug overdoses and all of that. We had a place growing up, and you just knew. It was, in, it was nowhere near any vacation site. It was nowhere near any industrial park where you might have business people coming in. It was just there, and yet there were cars in the lot all the time. It was for, you know, hour, hourly rates. It was for drugs. It was for, you know, crime deals. That's what it was. Well, I just wonder, like, you know, one of these hotels or motels in motor lodges in particular holds up a big chunk of what I think prime real estate on Baltimore Pike. How do they make enough money to stay there? You know, know. like, because, I mean, even if you were to look at this parking lot, Steve, um, right here, there are no cars. We're looking at, at a, uh, an aerial shot. We're looking of the at area. an aerial shot. There's one car, and what do they charge? Thirty five bucks a night? Like how do they? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I do not. know. I don't know either. <laughs> there was a there was a place in St. Louis called the Coral Courts Motel, and it was known as the. It wasn't a. It was it was a drug and and a seedy place like that, but it was known as a cheaters hotel. Yes, because. They had garages for oh each room. So you could discreetly hide your car. You could hide your car. Wow. You never see yeah. that. No. Was that? That's You never see that. No. So the whole, no. the whole. Coral Quartz Motel and pull up a picture of it. It had to be designed from its inception as a place for cheaters. It was older. It was from the 1950s and so. But yeah. A garage for your car. For your room, we, we room. have the yeah. drug hotels. You have the cheaters ho- cheater mm-hmm. hotels. Yep. <laughs> it was it was known. Yeah, here's a picture. See the little garage Stop that's it. next to the room. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's all types. Uh, there's what a plate. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I didn't press. I didn't know if you're moving on or not. But this is a story, real quick, for Steve. Steve, I actually got myself into some trouble when I was a kid. Um, I went to visit my cousin in on Long Island, and yeah. uh, there was one of these places that was, you know, would rent out to to teenagers. Basically, I think we were, we may have been like uh, 18, 19, something like that. And uh, you had to give a driver's license to get the room. Right. And, yeah. And so I was hanging out with my cousin and her friends, and she didn't have a driver's license, so I gave mine. Well, sure enough, we left, went home, and. Uh, we got a call the next morning. They had trashed the room and it was oh. under my name. Mm-hmm. So my aunt had to go to the and like she had to go to the to the motel, talk to you know, said this wasn't them. They weren't there. Whole big thing. And you know, she got it all cleared up. Everything was fine. And she came back to me and she goes, "Don't ever tell your mother." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did you yeah. ever fess up to mom about that? No, no, I don't think my mom ever. I mean, guess she knows now. She's right? now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, I totally pulled a Delco because when Kathy even just mentioned the story, I had called the Parkway. I called it the executive, and that's what it was called back in the day. That's what it used to be. Yes, I'm an international businessman traveling to the country. Uh, And then uh, the other one, the Days Inn, used to be called the Alpine, so I couldn't remember the name of that hotel. Yeah, Mm. a text came and said, where Kitty City used to be is a valid location in Delco. That's so funny. Kitty City. If you throw throw in the where something used to be X amount of years ago, then yes, you you, you absolutely. I still do that with the the King of Prussia Mall, though, because there was a Kitty City in the King of Prussia Mall, and there was the the old court and the old plaza. I'm like, you know, remember where it used to be across from where that colonial 
spot in the in the King of Prussia. Like where where um a tobacco store was in the right. King of Prussia Mall. You know what happens to, to your point about how these places stay in business and how do they how do they keep their money? A lot of times, what they will do is they just hold on to the real estate. They hold on and hold on and hold on until it be until right. and, and and so there was a place that used to be on the corner. You know, Kathy, you know Jericho Turnpike, uh, Long Island, a big mm-hmm. major thoroughfair, tons of business. Everything around it, Preston, got developed up, yeah. and it was a, it was like all around. And right there on the corner was this place, a strip club called the Fire Trap Inn, <laughs> amongst brand new like strip malls and all this stuff, pristine stuff, uh-huh. and this dive strip mall right at a major intersection. And then in the summer, they would leave the front door open, and if you were coming down one of the streets, you could see right into the stage, and they, they did it. everything they could to make it a pariah. <laughs> and then eventually they sold the place for a ton of cash. Uh, hang on, Brian. I, I can't quite tell what he has to share oh. here. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, buddy? I was drinking at a bar, got super drunk. There was a motel behind the bar. Decided to stay for the night so I didn't have to drive home drunk. Okay. Went into the hotel. I felt safer driving home drunk than being in this hotel. Oh, my God. Yeah. You probably got, like, AIDS and crabs. <laughs> That was the Continental Breakfast. Where was it? Where was the Where was the, where was the hotel? It was in Buckscow, in Bristol. Bre- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you on Route 13? That's where all the hookers used to walk up and down. Yep. That's yep. That's where. It there was. it is. So nothing is as uh, as bizarre as you're used to seeing like city hookers, but when you get out to like a Country hookers, like, like yeah. country hookers, yeah. are like, bourbon hookers. They're actually better. They're in better shape because they have to cover more distance. Yeah. Well, well, more. I remember the first time my, we were on Route 13, and I was old enough, and my mom was like, "You see that woman? Here's what she's doing." And I was like, "What?" God, the only oh time I've God. ever actually seen a hooker, Steve, was when we were in Hawaii. Hawaii. Now they had high. Oh yeah, they quality were they, they were hookers. high quality hookers, and uh, but those are the only actual on the street working hookers I've ever they seen. They used to know it. So it used to be a time years ago. I don't know. Maybe it's fallen back into disarray. But you'd come out of the Lincoln Tunnel into Manhattan, yeah. and there would be the hookers right there, right there, right at the right end of the there, tunnel. yeah. And right. that would squeegee guys. You got okay. so city hookers, and then you got uh, country uh, hookers, country hookers, <laughs> and then you got your mansion hookers and um, mansion hookers. There you go. <laughs> in Hawaii, yeah, exactly. They, they get dropped. <laughs> They're off. like penthouse hookers. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, there's got it. So. Do you think there's millionaire hookers out there? Absolutely, okay. they're, except they're called escorts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You've they heard the you've heard yeah. the tome, term thousand dollar hose. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's where you know. The, I want to be the, a million dollar hooker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me go back to the hotels. I'm going to go to Alex. Hey, Alex. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Hey. What's um, up? First time caller. Oh. Um, uh, I just want to say the Parkway. I'm from Springfield. I live in Springfield now, but the Parkway was in talks to be a Wawa. Which it is prime real estate, but they talked to make it a Wawa, but they couldn't come to an agreement. Hmm. Where is the where where is it now? Do you so know this yeah, the hotel we're talking about? Oh, okay, the one that used to be next to Kitty City. City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Kitty City existed. It was right next to it. Okay, so they were going to make that a Wawa, but they well yeah. maybe now that they're getting shut down, they'll uh, they'll work on that plan. <laughs> it's at the corner of Baltimore Pike and Leamy Avenue. All right. mm-hmm. Thanks, Alex. I mean, Appreciate good it. for the township though for finally doing this. Oh yeah. A thousand years later, Kat. <laughs> well, I, listen, uh, better late than never, I guess. But I'm, you know, because the the ones in Bucks County, <laughs> as far as I know, they're still open. Oh, here's a good story. Let me go to Matt. Hi, Matt. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, 
Queefs, what's up? Hey, Buck. <laughs> I like a good Queef reference. All righty. What's, <laughs> what's your story, Matt? So about 10 years ago, uh, I was home living with my folks, and my mom went to work. It was Valentine's Day. My stepdad went to get a shower, and the phone rang, and here he had ordered a prostitute to meet him at this shady motel on the boulevard, like right around Gary Barbera. Oh, boy. <laughs> and she tried to get me to utilize her services after him. What? She was... Tr- okay, hold on a second. How, did you go with him? What? No, no. He was in the shower. I didn't even know this was going on. Oh, so you got the phone call. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got the phone call. That's how I found out. And, I, of course, I denied her services, but I <laughs> followed him there to verify, and that's how... We found out he was cheating on my mom. So this was it. This was at some seedy motel joint. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was on the boulevard by Gary Barbera. But I got the last laugh. He's dead now. Yeah. He's, oh, 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 so that's ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Am what? I the best hooker? Boy, what? I, I guess. guess. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did she say to you when you answered the phone, Matt? I remember I was I was like 20 and I was on the computer putzing around and she called and she said, "Hey, is so and so there?" I said, "No, he's in the shower." And she just got real shady. I said, "What's going on?" She goes, "Well, we're supposed to meet." And I I said, "Well, what are you meeting for?" She goes, "Well, you know." And she just kept alluding to what was going on. And the more I picked up on it, the more I kind of like played along with the story. All right. And she said, "Well, afterwards, I'm free if you have you know if you have oh, some time." God. Oh, and like, I listen. Said, well, Yeah, I said, well, how much? And she said it was like 150 an hour. I said, well, let me think about it. And I just left it at there. And then he came down from his shower. He said, oh, I'm going to go out for a little while. Oh, man. And you followed him. Did you ever tell your mom? Oh, yeah. I called her as soon as I got to the hotel and saw him go in. He had just given her two dozen roses and all these chocolates and stuff. How much longer longer did the relationship last with your, your mom and him? Uh, well, I mean, he was out within a week, but, uh, okay. the divorce went on for a couple of years. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, he, he had substance abuse issues and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, right. yeah then, then um, you did the right thing, obviously. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Matt, thanks, man. What's the I seediest guess, hotel yeah. you ever stayed at? Oh, my God, I stayed at a ton of them. Uh, when, you were in a band. When, when band. I was in a band. <laughs> We'd stay wherever was the cheapest, and so, and we would we would pile, like, eight people in a room, and they were usually motels. Yeah. yeah. Motel meaning the door goes you, outside. You, you drive go, right yeah, up. Yeah, you don't go inside. Yeah. Uh, but there are tons of them. Tons of CD joints. We stay them. Yeah, likewise. So yeah. when I was doing stand-up, they'd be a little bit better, but there was you'd, you'd get the real horrific ones now and then. But actually, one of the, one of the most bizarre hotels was the one... We stayed at in uh, in Ireland, Preston, when they put us up at the uh, was it the George Bernard Shaw yeah home or whatever, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. a hotel, and it was horrible. Was that and the one where the, uh, the the high school kids, the Texas high school, yeah, was there, there was a, a full melee going on in the hallway, but but never never any like uh, I never stayed in a in, in a place that was full of criminal activity or anything like that, where you just knew it was where. <laughs> You know, like in Breaking Bad, there's some scenes where they, they where yep. the, the prostitutes all hang out and then the crack people go to. So, no, I've never been yeah. to a place like that. Just scuzzy, scuzzy places. Yeah. Guy that I know years and years ago stayed at, uh, they partied at a hotel because they were underage and they needed a place to safely drink. And he banged the, the front desk lady. She got off of work. I get off at five. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I want to go to Mike. He's, he's, he's got an apartment building that has an interesting uh, clientele. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? 
I grew up around a corner from Kathy, and, of course, the 13 hookers were all there. <laughs> my, <laughs> my fire company would go inside this one uh, apartment complex all the time, and, and then you'd see all the hookers scatter as they'd come out and all the crap. <laughs> like cockroaches? What apartment complex was it? Uh, it used to be called Marion Village at the time. Marion Village. Does that sound familiar, right Kathy? Edgeline 13, right behind the ballpark. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> The ballpark was where that guy was probably at when he went to go get the hotel. Pro- uh, you know what? Probably. <laughs> Wait, the, the ballpark was it? Was it a? That's a bar. Uh, a bar. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. Nice. Yeah, uh, we, the, not an actual ballpark. Uh, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. So, so yeah. Mike, this uh, this apartment building was just full of hookers. Oh, it's, uh, it probably still is. They had a township had to put cameras in there. Wow. Just to watch. All right. <laughs> have uh, Have any of you guys ever stayed in a hostel? No, uh, no, we were going to my my. It was my sister and I's intention, and we went to one, and we're like, nope, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I can't. Good idea, way to save money, but no. Well, so I was a student in, in Europe. I studied abroad, and um, it's a really great way to save money. I mean, you can get a room for you know five or ten bucks a night. Um, and Steve, you would hate every second of it. I but know. It, but it was um, they, they were never sketchy except one. And then you stay in that one and you're like, all right, maybe I need to upgrade next time around. I love your very big head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're available. I mean, they have them in the States, too. You know, you can stay them. It's just it's dirt cheap, but it's dirt cheap for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I stayed at um, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a hostel, but it was pretty damn close to a hostel. Uh, Nick, when I. Um, when I uh, uh, climbed up uh, Mount Washington at the base of the mountain there, but it's it was like the American like Mountain Club or whatever. So it was like sort of like an official. Was it clean? Was it decent? It was clean. It was, you know, just yeah, like. I, I can't. I just can't bring myself to do that. Yeah. I'm, people there weren't there to. I, the people that stay there are there to, like, be out in nature. And, yeah, and you're there for a night. Yeah. It's a bed and, and maybe a bathroom that's clean, and you, you're going about it your business like next day. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I want to go to a guy who was a driver for an escort service ah. uh, for a couple of years, and then remind me because I have a story to tell right. you. Uh, hi, you're on the air on uh, Anonymous. Good morning. Yeah, hi. Um, I was actually a driver for an escort service for a couple of years. How did and, uh, how how'd you get that job, by the way? A friend of a friend. I needed a job, and it was like, um, do you want to do this? I had a lot of free time at night, and turned out the friend was actually, you know, she was an escort, so... It okay, all right, question. Were you, were you also sort of security, or was there a different person for that? Well, she had, she, you know, we never had a problem, but she would check in with me when she got in and checked the ID and everything was okay. And, you know, the person was, you know, okay. And, um, but I never had a problem. Like I never actually had to get out of the car. Or anything. Okay. But were you, were you expected to, if needed? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had a little, the, the, the owner of the service gave me like a, you know, the baton thing that, you know. A baton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So are you yeah. are you a pretty big guy? Oh, no. No, not at all. No. <laughs> See, I always thought it was the idea was to have a big guy go I'm going to have to F you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so I, you... I, met, I met other drivers, and they were huge guys, so I was always kind of like, okay. But, I tell you right you know. now, if you mess with this, I'll cut you. <laughs> so you did this You did this for a couple of years. Was the money good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would get tips from the girls, and, you know, I just sat in my car for Sometimes, like, I would go to places and the guy would 
keep the girl like multiple hours. And I would just sit there and just do nothing, draw off, breed, and make it crap ton of money. Well, let me ask you something. So, so what places were, were you delivering to high quality places? Were you going to no. top? No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 no, 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 not at all. I was, we were at this place in Cinnamonson, New Jersey, and I was sitting there, and it was a, you know, tiny little, I mean, it wasn't, like, terrible, but I was just sitting there reading the book, and all of a sudden, like, I had an older car, so, like, I didn't, all the doors weren't locked, and guy just opened the door, got in, and said, Drive. He didn't show me a weapon or anything like that, but I assumed he did. He smelled horrible. So I drove, and I said, where are we going? He said, we're going to Camden, and we're going to get me what I need. Okay. So we're driving around, and he kind of cracked open the door at one point, and I don't, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, I'm not, like, Mr. Survival. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just kicked the guy in the butt and just kicked it, and he just fell out into the street. And he, I just sped oh away. He was in the passenger seat. He cracked the door open. You kicked him out and took off? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, wow. So that seems like a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time for Hooker Chat. <laughs> was, was that your last time driving? Because we became great friends. I would have no. been done with it. No, no. I mean, I told the owner of the service what happened. He was like, oh. Well, glad you're okay. So, you free night? I was like, yeah, I guess. I want to go back a, wow. a few clicks in this story. She So, she checked ID. What was she checking for? To make sure that they were at least 18? No, who they say they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who they say. Because you had, you had to give your name when you called. Okay. And, yeah, that's all it was. I mean, it's not like, you know, background checks or any crap. Yeah, like we're going to do an extensive background check, and I need at least two references. And if you can get a state yeah. senator's approval, too, that'd be great. Like, that's what? like you're going into the military. There probably were state senators in there. <laughs> what were the ladies and, like? Oh, God, I'm sure. Yeah, like six points of ID and yeah. you know, hair sample and all that crap. What, yeah, what, what, were these, what were these escorts like? I got to be honest with you, 98% of them were just like the most down-to-earth, chill, like we would, you know, Sometimes we drove like down to Atlantic City. What did they look so, like? like well, you know, on average, were they were they attractive? Were they plainer looking? What was the uh, the normal look for one of these escorts? I would say like half and half. Some of them were just like you know, girl next door, and you know, the, the other half, guy next I, door. I, I really, <laughs> we're like you know, all done up and like makeup. And, all right, you know, okay. all that wow. You know okay. what I, mean? but I, I like knew. I like to say that I, I kind of, you know, I spent some time in the car with these girls, so I kind of, like, knew them a little bit. So I, I liked a lot of them. I mean, you know, every, they all did, had their own stories, but, you know, it was kind of like, and I kind of felt bad for them some of the time because it was like, well, <laughs> we're going to this place that's really not safe, and I'm probably not I'd have to help you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I have a baton. You, you sound like an oddly normal guy, okay? You sound like a pretty straight-ahead person. When you look back, how many years ago was this, by the way? Oh, uh, 15, 20 15 years. years ago. How do you feel about it now that you were a part of that? Uh, it was an interesting time in my life. Okay. okay. <laughs> did you ever, listen to him yeah. laugh? Did you, ever get any, did you ever get any freebies? <laughs> What's that? Did you ever get any freebies? Good question. No, no. At, at the time, I, I was married, 
and I was, you know, really... You know, <sighs> Another day at the office. I had a three-hooker night tonight. Goddamn. I did so much Sudoku, my hands are cramping. <laughs> Wait, did your wife know my what wife you did? Was a dancer before that. No, before, long before that, my wife was a dancer. Oh, okay. So I knew she'd be cool with me doing it. Okay. So, and, it, you know, I was like, no, I'm not, you know, I, I, I was, they never, I, I don't think I was ever even offered that. You know, in retrospect, I'm kind of offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your name, Chuck? What's wrong yeah. with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, have we ever met? We've met so many of our listeners. Have we ever met and ever talked? No. Okay. okay. No, I've never met no, Would like you consider driving for Casey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of motels I got to go. No, I want to hear weekend. the stories that we can't talk about on the radio <laughs> yeah, and, no. uh, sometime because oh got, my God. there's yeah, got to yeah. be plenty. Cool. Wow, that's, oh, yeah. that's quite interesting. Well, listen, we appreciate uh, you sharing your stories for uh, <laughs> this conversation. And uh, have, have you gone on to a more legitimate line of work these days? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, well, I'm an I'm an, I'm anonymous, so I'm not going to tell you what I do. All right, fair enough. All right, well, listen, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Remember we had a... uh, See you later. All right, take care. Do you remember we had an escort? I think she was in the studio, and she had... One of her clients was a former governor of Pennsylvania, she said. No, Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. So the story I was going to tell you is... I, I forgot about this till just now. Uh, a friend of a friend, quite literally. So a friend told me the story about his buddy who had a, essentially, he had a hooker party one night. Um, and had Because like, they need fun, too. Well, had like three escorts over, and you came and you paid a certain amount to him. Okay. He hosted the party. They had a, a guy who was security who was there. Wow. And everybody's wow. just hanging out and drinking and having a good time. And every now and then, someone would just slip off to the bedroom with one of these ladies. So it's like and, a Tupperware and, party and, for and guys. He, he had it set up where he had like uh, like everything you needed to to freshen up, to clean up when you were done. Wow. Uh, That's incredible. Condoms and all really? that stuff. Huh. Yeah, swear to God. And I, I heard about this story probably 20 years ago. And I'm like, seriously? Are you real? How... You do How that? do I get involved? I, there's no part of this. <laughs> Who wants to go second or third? But I mean, <laughs> how, how did he set that up? You know, I, I think you probably have to go to some sort of seminar. Yeah, yeah, maybe, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like like. A Thank you for share. coming. Yeah. Uh, we have some great opportunities in prostitution, and we'd like to explore them with you tonight. Everything from small parties to larger gatherings, and we'll provide all of the sanitary equipment you'll need to conduct the parties. No, but this guy was, a, a, you know, made a good living and everything. It wasn't like he lived in the, on the seedy side of life and. How did he find someone who could set up a three-hooker party? You know, I don't know. Buckle up, because you're about to enter the high-speed world of prostitution. Thank you for coming. I just don't understand how, like, a group of friends, like, if it was you guys all in a room, like, and Preston went, and then Casey'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll take her, too. Like, It depends on how old you are, Kathy, because if you're in your young 20s, you may just, you know, why not? You know, I, I don't know. But I had never It's like heard. Nick, you going uh going uh Habsies on a flashlight. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean some people are more into that idea than others. Yeah. <laughs> you were I not. not. I am yeah. not one of those people. Yeah. I I, I like my hookers fresh. Yeah. I'm still my flashlights. Oh I'm my still God. friends with the guy who told me that story, so I should uh call him. I should get, get in touch with him and, and have him 
retell that story to me because that was wild. It wouldn't hurt to have something for retirement. Yeah. Something you can do for your spare time. I think it's a nice idea for our next singles mixer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Well, uh, we should take a break. Yeah. I had no idea we were going to talk about all this, but I love it when that happens. Uh, I was going to read a few of our frontline hero emails. <laughs> well, I mean, we just talked about our heads, right? These are our back, our back door heroes. Back door heroes. Thank you. Let's not forget about them, too. Yeah, yeah. All right? So I'll, I'll get to that all in a moment. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. We do have the Bizarre File on the way and your opportunity to win $500. You could go out and get a hooker today if yeah. you that money. Uh, it's MMR's Rock Refund, so we'll be back in a moment with all that. Stay with us. Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 93.3 WMMR. Now, your rock refund keyword. Here is the word, and it is happy. H-A-P-P-Y. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do that. Via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter on the MMR mobile app or at WMMR.com. And why wouldn't you want to be entered for $10,000? One random entry wins 500 bucks in our company-wide contest. That person gets a call from Beasley, our company, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. So the word, I'll say it one more time, is happy. H-A-P-P-Y. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right. See, our Bizarre File is brought to you this morning by Armor Metals and Recycling for all your metal and computer recycling needs. All right. Michigan State Police have cited a driver. You know, we've been talking about people speeding, okay? So yes. So uh, fewer people on the roads. Got a little cuckoo. Yep. Uh, Michigan State Police have cited a driver for traveling 110 miles an hour over the speed limit. Wait, what? <laughs> So, what was the they speed limit? Oh the driver going at 180 miles per hour in a 70 mile per hour zone. So, to give you some perspective, oh my god! At Pocono Raceway, when yeah. I did the stock car yeah. driving experience, 160 was as fast as I could get up to in in a stock car. So, <laughs> and those tracks are maximized, yes, to make sure that you're safe. Now, I could have gone faster, yeah. but no, it's insanely fast. 180 is 110 miles an hour over the 70 mile an hour speed limit. Dear God, so what was the stretch of road? Was it a, like some sort of interstate, or was it? Yeah, a it was trail? on it was on uh, southbound I 75. 
All right. Uh, so it was on an interstate. Uh, they posted a photo of the actual ticket on Twitter. State troopers issued the ticket at 11.45 p.m. on Sunday. Does that constitute an immediate license revocation? I don't know. what it, oh, Something so has to be considered <laughs> right. excessive. Michigan state troopers say that they have seen more drivers traveling over the speed limits during the stay-at-home order. Uh, and, yeah, uh, MSP, that was... This music is from Cannonball Run, by the way, if you do not know. Uh, MSP wants people to know just because there is less traffic on the roads and warmer weather, there are no excuses for speeding and drive safe. It's what kind of car was it? They didn't say. Okay. Uh, this had to be awkward. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir held a news conference on Monday night and said that bad apples have been using fake names to file for unemployment during the pandemic. He said, we had somebody apply for unemployment uh, by for unemployment for Tupac Shakur here in Kentucky, and that person might have thought they were being funny. They probably did, except for the fact that because of them, we had to go through so many other claims. But in reality, here's what happened. The claim wasn't a prank that referenced the rapper who died in 1996, but an actual claim from a Lexington resident who is legally named Tupac Malik Shakur. <laughs> no way. Yeah. The 46-year-old said like, what? he filed for unemployment on March 13th and was shocked to hear the governor announce why his benefits haven't been issued yet. Uh, Shakur told a local paper that the incident embarrassed him, and the paper passed Shakur's contact information on to Bashir's office on Monday night. Uh, Shakur confirmed he did receive a call from the governor on Tuesday morning to apologize for the confusion, and officials say that the state is now working to resolve <laughs> Tupac Shakur's claim. So he pulls out it and he goes, look, it's obvious. Yeah, look at this. Yeah. yeah. Lying bastard. Uh, ABC reporter Will Reeve called into Good Morning America on the 28th to deliver a report about how pharmacies are using drones to deliver prescriptions to a retirement home in Florida. Uh, the issue is he was only wearing a dress shirt, suit jacket, and boxer shorts. The angle of his camera makes flashes at his bare legs and the dark boxer shorts visible while he was chatting with Amy Roback. It's hilarious. Uh, but it comes in, becomes impossible to ignore by the end of the segment and seems that Roback eventually noticed as well. Uh, Reeve seems to be taking his hilariously mortifying viral fame in stride and posted about the incident on Twitter. Also, when BuzzFeed asked him for a comment, he told him, let me get dressed and I'll get back to you soon. And there were uh, a number of these. You had the yeah. one last week about the uh, reporter doing the report from the bathroom and her husband was visible in the shower naked <laughs> in the mirror. I got another one. I'm saving it for tomorrow that's right. even better than those. So uh, hang tight. They, they keep coming in. Okay. I told Casey about this story when I saw this yesterday. I would have to see this in person. Uh, A veteran subway operator says she witnessed a homeless man openly defecating on a number two train on Monday. That's appropriate. I know. A sign that the homeless have taken over the subway system during the coronavirus pandemic. But it gets more and better in its description here. So Angelina uh, Malave, who missed a month of work after catching the virus, says the sight of the man. Here you go. Kicked back on a subway bench. With his legs raised in the air over his head, so his full rear end was in view, was defecating, and she said it was one of the worst things I've seen in my 18 years as a train operator. One of the worst? You're right. (laughs) That tells you what that job is like. So, was he sitting, like, holding his ankles in the air? It sounds like he had his ankles up. Yeah. Uh, in the air. Oh wow. Well, that's uh, very limber. What what uh, yoga position is that, Kathy? He was definitely defecating, she said. I was shaking and upset. Crapping dog? <laughs> it could be. It could be uh, one. 
Malave said that she snapped a picture of the scene, which later circulated on Twitter and uh, on worker Facebook's Facebook groups. Wow. Uh, cops were called to the scene shortly after. Uh, the five-foot-tall train operator says she's too scared to confront homeless offenders on the rails. At 3 a.m. when she starts her shift, all ten train cars are occupied, occupied by vagrants. I was looking at footage last night they had on the news, and they were just going down the subway. Preston, there are people, vagrants, sprawled asleep yep. in every car, on the floor, on yep. the benches. Pretty much living on it. Living yep. on them. Yep. Exactly. Mm. One last story. So Puma, the uh, shoemaker, yes, had, their latest sneakers have gone viral as people have realized, and I saw the picture, and it's true, they look like Adolf Hitler. Oh, I got to okay. see this. Yeah, oh, Marissa no. or somebody who's manning the photo, see if you can find it. Puma, just put in Puma's sneakers, Hitler, because from above, it looks like his hair and mustache. <laughs> That's good. From his stupid hair and mustache, Puma really has managed to capture the infamous dictator in history. And designers may have done it purely by accident, but the damage is done. And it's likely that many will be remaining in their boxes gathering dust. (laughs) The women's designer shoes named Storm Adrenaline has a pretty simple design of black, white, and gray. Uh, Yet the toe and tongue of the shoes are said to share a striking resemblance to the dictator. It does. Do you see it? The The actual toe looks like parted hair a la... Yep. Hitler's quaff, and halfway, midway at the shoe is the Hitler mustache. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. They're currently retailing for $45 in the U.S. and have been shared a lot on social media. Some people have even said the name was a bad choice. They felt that it evoked the idea of the Nazi paramilitary wing, the uh, Sturmabutling, which oh. translates to Storm Detachment. Oh, come on. I know. It's pretty funny. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for now. Uh, which point at this? Oh yeah. yes, thank you very much. So uh, it is eight oh eight. You have until fifteen minutes after the hour to enter the word happy H A P P Y, and uh, you need to do that to the text number, which is four five nine one one, or you can enter through the MMR mobile app or at WMMR dot com. It's happy H A P P Y. And speaking of happy, Steve, that defecating position. <laughs> yes, that's happy baby. Happy baby, right, Kathy? <laughs> yes, it yeah, is. That oh is my episode. God. This guy was doing happy baby. Well, there we go. Uh, while taking a poop on on the number As two say, subway train. You can stay fit while you s. Yep, yep. All right, as we're taking a break, let's give you some beer. I have a case of Sly Fox uh, Volpulin IPA. Nice. Uh, it is bursting with citra and mosaic hops. It provides notes of stone, fruit, and mango. And I'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. This easy-drinking IPA is a must for your quarantine stockpile. And you can order your favorite bites and brews at SlyFoxBeer.com. Available for pickup at all Sly Fox locations. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment, get in some stuff, including Eric Bazilian of the Hooters. There's a very special uh, performance of Philly artists this weekend that we'll get the details on for you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. 
Stevens' new I Love You Rose is putting a little love in everyone's day. A portion of all Gold Rose sales will support local restaurants and healthcare workers. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to get uh, Eric Bazilian from the uh, Hooters on in just a little bit. There's a uh, Philly special, music special, and an art special coming up this week- weekend, which we have the details on. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Yes. Uh, anybody see Kathy's uh, Instagram post of her dancing yesterday? No, yes. I did not. Oh, my God, Kathy. <laughs> I know. I that's, love it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, those videos are from uh, years ago, but uh, it was my, my years of uh, dancing. Um, what club? When- no, when we would perform salsa dancing, uh, we would perform a lot. So I, I grabbed some of the videos, which um, I had never posted. And yesterday apparently was International Dance Day. Aww. And being stuck in the house and not being able to do a dance like that, because a lot of times you uh, it's a partner dance. You dance with somebody, you right. touch them, you hold hands with them, and uh, we're not able to do that right now. Uh, if you've ever had a Kathy thing... Uh, guys, this there's your video. There you go, Kathy. <laughs> she's wearing the salsa outfits. I mean, they're you know they're sexy outfits. I mean, yeah. it's, it's part of the, oh, the whole this... thing. It's a saucy routine. But this this dance routine you're doing in the beginning, you had to have worked on that for a long time because there's a lot of moves in that. You know what? That was like in the prime of when uh, I was dancing. So uh, a long time to you was probably uh, not all that long. But yes, I we did work very hard on that. We we practiced a lot, and um, uh, all of all of them we did. I posted a video of me and a partner I used to dance with, and then uh, a couple of group dances that I did with some of my friends that I made mm-hmm. in the salsa community. Kath, is it tough like picking a partner, or are you just kind of like paired with somebody that you um that you don't really get a choice? Oh, no. It, it, no, it's like a whole issue in the uh, salsa community, getting a partner that you like to dance with. Because when you find somebody that's good and you gel and you can really dance together, yeah. there are, are, you know, five women for every uh, guy that's decent enough to oh. dance with. So right. everybody wants to dance yeah. with them. Yeah. So um, this video that we're watching here, is it, uh, is it a, a, a show or a competition? Uh, so this was, I just did shows. We would just perform. I okay. didn't compete. Um, so all of them were, were shows. What made you stop? Because it's, uh, you were into it heavily and, um. Oh, Steve, if you'd like to get into the politics of salsa dancing one day, I could really? explain oh, to you. Really? <laughs> politics of salsa dancing. Yeah. You huh? know what? A lo- a lo- the community split, uh, in Philadelphia. It-, it was kind of one joint community for a really long time. Uh, and something happened and, and a few people split from that and they kind of tore it apart. Uh, so it isn't what it used to be. It's a shame. Um, and, and a lot of the studios now where I could go that have decent classes are too far for me. It's like a Don't Bloods you- and Crips thing? <laughs> Don't you hate it when, when stuff like that ruins something that you're totally, into? Totally. You know, can... you know where that actually happens a lot? Or like charities. Charities. Yeah. Charities start to get petty and greedy. They're all doing the right thing, but everybody gets greedy as to credit and growing events and things like that and kind of start to lose sight of of the, the, the overall, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. it used to be quite common in the animal charity realm, and, and though there is a really sort of good nurturing thing in Philadelphia now, there's been a lot of a lot of the organizations work together. But yeah, you're right, Preston. In the charity, because everyone's they're motivated by passion, motivated by passion, and of course that uh, leads to heightened emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I think there's people that are like, uh, well, 
I, I could I could do this better. I could do it better. You know, I'm yep. a better salsa yep. dancer. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're right, Case. You know what though? This has kind of been a time for me though, because one of the choreographers that I loved working with, he was probably my favorite. Moved out to L.A. years ago, and uh, now that we're all stuck at home, I'm taking his classes online. He's doing oh, cool. classes, and so yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's good to see you again. He's <laughs> 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 dancing close to the paso doble. He's actually the, the guy that I'm hugging in, in one of the pictures. Yes, I remember that time. <laughs> Caressing your curves was the highlight of my life. <laughs> Perhaps we could get together again and dance to Lombarda uh, from a safe distance. Steve, he's gay. <laughs> yes, but you turned me. <laughs> I knew I would. It's okay, baby. I can work with gay. <laughs> yes. I can work with gay. So, Kath, when these factions split and you're kind of like sitting there hovering in the middle and you kind of have to choose a side. Yeah. Then you're essentially you're choosing a side. Mm -hmm. Well, even though you don't want to choose a side. And that's the problem. And not to get too much into it, but the side that I chose, uh, you know, or whatever it's it's such a long story but um unfortunately she doesn't have as many salsa classes um at her studio anymore and her studio is the closest so um you know really what we do now is just to go out and social dance mm. there's a, i'm getting some calls uh, or, or texts that come in of, of people who have similar uh circumstances with divides and somebody texted and said churches split Yes. Another one says, same division occurs in volunteer fire companies all over the place. Lots of people trying to be king of the world in their own little kingdom. You never really thought of that. Every and it, it it does become that. So people can become very covetous, whatever it is. In any dynamic where there are there's a group, there's there are factions form, and it's it's our nature as humans to break into smaller groups. Yeah. And and that's what starts to happen and everyone controls their little fiefdom. And that becomes a thing. City council meetings are known to oh, get yeah. really ugly uh, and split, you <laughs> yep. know, and uh, take things personally. Running away yeah. club, the same thing happened. Run- you, had, you, had a, you had a divide in the running away yeah. club? Yeah, yeah we, had, uh, we had one clubhouse that was in between these two garages. Uh. And the next thing you know, it ended up behind another garage. And Son of like, a bitch. Oh, wow. What was wrong with this garage? Yeah. <laughs> Ruins the most innocent uh-huh. of things. Yep. Children want to run away from home, and then the other the others decide, well, we'll just run halfway, right, yeah. from home. Yeah, wow. we'll run down the block. Yeah, no, it's 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 a natural thing. I didn't realize the salsa world was that competitive, but uh, yeah. I guess it is. The politics of salsa. Yeah, it's very intertwined. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, well, I don't love it, but it's it's interesting. I love that people can't find uh, common ground. It's wonderful. Wait, can, can I say something? <laughs> what? Before, while I have the floor. Um, no, speaking of uh, of salsa dancing, there I know that there are studios out there that may not be focused solely on salsa, um, but that hold salsa classes. So if you have a dance studio and you offer salsa classes, I would love to hear about them and hear who your instructors are. So email me. Okay. All right. Absolutely. People are now, now I'm getting more texts coming in and saying like the Boy Scouts uh, get that way too. They have salsa? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, you know what few, else? Um, a few texts have come in and says Boy Scout troops split and parents get very petty. Mm. Also, uh, travel soccer leagues can oh, get yeah. insane. And um, my, my cousin's uh, daughters are really good at soccer. You know, they're on the track for scholarships and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it, is, it was like the one team decided to defect to go with another coach who had left that league. And it was bizarre but backstabbing yeah we saw the same thing in in football in my community yeah Yeah. or world war ii between the allies and the axis i mean you know yeah yeah. i mean these uh, little petty things wow 
well. <laughs> Started with soccer. <laughs> Listen, uh, anyhow, watch Kathy's salsa video. Even though there's a divide, a clear split in the salsa community. <laughs> there was a time. There was a time. When, when unity was, reigned supreme. There was a beautiful, wonderful, giant group hug, and Kathy was a big part of that. But no, watch her video. It's very, I miss you, Kathy. If, it's very impressive. Her, even her, though I'm gay. Her <laughs> I miss you so much. Her ability. Oh, that's breakdancing music. I miss the flamenco music. I'm here in Los Angeles, the city of angels. All right. Uh, so anyhow, check uh, Kathy's Instagram account. It's very Thanks. impressive. All right. So I'm going to play, uh, speaking of impressive, our next guest has uh, done his version of a classic, one of the all-time great songs. I think one of, lyrically, one of the most honest things that John Lennon, John Lennon ever wrote. Uh, which is help, and uh, and he did a version of this. Listen, to this is a pretty cool take on it. Officially is uh, being released today, which is cool. So, calling all the way from Stockholm, Sweden, two days in a row, we've had a call from Stockholm, Sweden. It's crazy, Mr. Eric Bazil. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Hey. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing fine. You know, I'm in, here in the land of lockdown light. Yeah, yeah. Lockdown, you're right. It's a little bit lighter uh, restriction wise. And and we were just talking to Michael Remberg yesterday. And uh, we, Kate, and Nick was saying, now you two are going to like meet up or something like that. Well, we've known we met in 1993 for the first time when uh, the Hooters played in his hometown of Piteå in the very north of Sweden, and um, we stayed in touch after that. In fact, we we my wife and I hung out with him and his family, and it, when they were living in, in New Jersey. In fact, our son took his his first steps at his house in Florida. Wow. Oh, so you guys are are good friends. We we have been yeah we always we always had a great time together we've fallen out of touch lately and hopefully we will uh, we will take up our our friendship again nice. now that we're both here I I hope we played a little part in that I, th- I would like mm-hmm. to say we did and even if we didn't we're going to say we did yeah I'd say you did I okay. think you can say that confidently <laughs> yeah all right uh, so Eric yeah we, you know we'll talk about a few things but uh, clearly this event that's coming up this weekend. Uh, is something that we want to touch on, and you and a bunch of other great Philly acts are going to be getting together to perform and uh, get some donations. Can you tell us a little bit about this uh, this event? Well, it's a 30 amp circuit <clears throat> grants that, that have been uh, created for working musicians who can't work now. You know, people who 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 pound the pavements and play at clubs and bars and restaurants and wh- whatever they can do, and um, everyone's out of work now. So it's uh, it's very important to keep that to keep them alive, so that when things do open up again, we still have a the thriving, wonderful music scene we have in Philadelphia. Right. So so obviously, are you're you're calling in. You're obviously in Sweden right now, and and as as everything happens, everyone's going to be calling in or, or connecting in from uh, far flung areas and doing your music that way. Is that how it's going to be? Yeah, I, I think I'm probably the farthest flung of the of the contributors to this thing. Yeah, I'm betting that. But um, but yeah, that's you know the idea is that everyone everyone's going to do their thing from wherever they're sheltered in place, or in my case, sort of sheltered, sort of in place. All right, are you going to? Is everybody doing a song, a handful of tunes, collaborating? Uh, it varies. I, I I'm okay. doing three. 
You're doing three songs, okay? I mean, there's there's a massive roster of of people involved with this, and uh, so it's okay. it, it's going for the, the the full couple of days. Is everyone pretty much doing like three or four songs? Um, I'm doing three. I, I have a couple of friends who are doing one. Uh, I know it starts tomorrow. I think I'm doing I'm doing mine on Sunday. Okay, yeah, and it's called for those who don't know, it's called Love from Philly. And uh, you'll be able to watch it on lovefromphilly.live, by the way. So uh, you'll be able to catch Eric and uh, G-Love and John Oates and uh, uh, Kurt Vile from, uh, you know, Freeway Philadelphia. There's there's a lot going on. Now, you guys are scheduled, I mean, by that, I mean the Hooters, Eric, uh, to play Hoagie, uh, Hoagie Nation Festival September 4th. And that's still, that's a firm date as of now, I believe, right? As of now, it is. Yeah, we ha- we have. There's some other issues involved with that um, for us. Uh, we haven't um, uh, we haven't firmed that up quite yet. Okay. But, um, but Every- you know, and who knows what anything's going to look like? Yeah, soon. I mean, everything's so fluid right now. We've we've had to move events. Our big MMRBQ uh, concert and. We have dates later on in the year. Whether or not that's going to happen, we'll have to wait and see how things play out. So, you know, I mean, it's got to be, you know, you talk about people not being able to work right now. And uh, when when work eventually does come back around, it seems like there's going to be an overload it's to gonna, catch up. The, the calendar is just going to get super dense with events. We had to postpone our French Kiss Fest, Preston, because uh, yeah. that, oh. seemed, <laughs> that seemed... Too dangerous at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does. that's not so socially distant now. <laughs> right, it no. just wouldn't work. No, but well, uh, you know, I I hope that things do do open up and you know and charge forward. You know, I think people are going to be a bit cautious about assembling in large groups after this. Well, I, th- I think ultimately what's going to happen is that you know we we find our way, we figure out things, we we become innovative, and and there's different things that can be done. Uh, to to get us out and back to you know um, to living again, which is an essential part because you, everyone agrees you can't stay in lockdown forever because there there are a whole host of issues that are going to be exacerbated and currently are with 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 other issues that will arise from being in this condition. So we have to approach it smartly and get back to to uh, to, to these things that we. Um, you know that that we look forward to, and with each of them that starts to roll out, I think you can hear people start to take a a bit of a breath and go, okay, we're we're going in the right direction. There's innovations and things occurring, but you're right, we got to do it smartly. And and yeah. uh, but I mean, when you see a thing like you know, like I was saying to Casey earlier, things like sports and concerts and things that will telegraph that we're we're heading home when we start to be able to attend those and then feel a little bit more confident about that. Absolutely. You know, I know in, in, uh, some friends of mine in Germany are doing a, uh, a tour of drive-in theaters this summer. That's great. That cool. That's great. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Eric, I wanted to ask about your, your cover of, uh, of Help. And um, did you choose that song because of what's going on right now and, and the theme of that, of helping each other out? Or, what was the, or just because it's an awesome freaking song? So, you know, actually, I covered that song by accident. Oh, do tell. Um, so I, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but the chord changes are completely different from the original. Yeah, yeah. The verse, the the, the chorus has a little bit of of the original melody, but but the verse is completely different. Well, the melody is the same. Uh, oh, I, I did change one note in 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 the chorus, but but the melody is actually the same. The chord changes are completely different. And Interesting. what happened was, I came up with this 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 musical track with these chord changes and that guitar part and the mandola part. And I started singing to it, which is how I write songs. And help came out. I started singing help over it. And I thought about it 
for about 30 seconds and I realized I'm never going to write a better song than that <laughs> over that music. And I realized that, in fact, it really is very apropos to the, to the times. Now, and that, yes, we really do need to help each other. We need help from each other. And, um, um, and if actually, if you go and look, look on your, your digital outlets, you'll see the artwork, which, which my son and I did, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, we're looking at it right now. It's it's you in sign language spelling out the word help, but wearing latex rubber gloves. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I get I get what you're going for there. That's pretty cool. Right, which is an homage to the you know to the the Beatles' original cover, uh, which was that the four of semaphore. Them, uh, yeah, yeah, doing semaphore right in blue coat. So yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so is your when you're creating a song, is the formula always the same? Is it, you'll um, sing just. Just to get the melody right, you'll because I I think coming up with lyrics is really really you know it can be difficult and so do you just kind of like kind of like uh, Paul McCartney ham and eggs right or uh, yeah well, yeah Paul Paul will will play a chord progression and he'll start to sing a melody and then he'll get an idea and then you know everybody's got their own formula and and is is that kind of how you do it Eric that's that's how I approach it that's not how it always happens um, you know sometimes I'll get a title sometimes I'll be Walking around and a, and a melody will pop into my head, but usually, yeah, that is my process. I'll come up with a guitar riff, some chord changes, and start singing, and the lyrics just come out. And it's like therapy for me because usually, it'll tell me something that I've been thinking that I didn't know I was thinking. Right. Now, uh, Paul uses breakfast food. Do you use lunch food mainly when you <laughs> substitute? <laughs> You guys should know by now. I use Bible stories. <laughs> Bible stories. That's <laughs> right. right. You're one of us. Um, a quick, a quick question. I don't know if you've seen any of the other performances. There's been so many. A lot of musicians and and just people in general stepping up for COVID uh, uh, relief and all of that thing. Uh, you know, it's people in the service industry, clubs, and and other musicians that are out of work. There's just so many, so many good things to support. Um, any any of the performances have you seen, and did any of them stand out for you? You know, I've seen so many of them, and they're all incredibly touching. Um, it's funny. One of the first ones I saw was, was a friend of mine who's a classical mandolin player from Israel who lives in Berlin. And he and a bunch of classical musicians did a show from the a Berlin concert house, the empty concert house. And it was so moving. We were we were in tears here. Oh, that's why. Yeah, they're actually doing. I sent a story over to, to uh, Preston this morning that uh, they're they're doing something from I think the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, an empty Grand Ole Opry with Garth Brooks and uh, Trisha Trisha Yearwood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're you're getting a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of heartbreaking in a way, but it's also uplifting, you know, to see that, you know, we do what we have to do. We do what we can do. You know, our our job as entertainers is to entertain in whatever form we can. Uh, And most entertainers in their beginning played for an empty venue, so it's a throwback (laughs) to the old days, right? (laughs) Right. And, you know, I, I started out making music in the basement, and, you know, my, my studio is sitting empty in Philadelphia, and so I'm actually back in the basement here in Stockholm with a little with a laptop and a couple of guitars and a microphone. Nice. So what have you been uh, – now, obviously, you know, you're talking about uh, Sweden's uh, uh, restrictions are a lot less than what they are in the U.S., but so people have been filling their times here, you know, watching shows and, and uh, you know, cooking and doing some things like that, and you've always been a, a big pop culture guy. Is there anything that you're diving into as far as what you're watching or keeping an eye on? You know, I, I've, I've you know there was a lot of time on Netflix and HBO in the beginning. I'm reading now. Ah. What is that? <laughs> <Remember> that? <laughs> yeah, which is which you know something I used to do 
quite a bit of, and I haven't done so much of lately. But now I, I'm, I've gone for the, the deep dive. I'm reading the Brothers Karamazov. Wow. Okay, you're serious. <laughs> I you're don't not even know what around. that is. What is that? That's so serious. I don't even know, Eric. <laughs> uh, Dostoevsky. It's you know. It's oh, Russian Dostoevsky. Literature. Wow. I remember when I, 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 years ago, I read War and Peace, and at the end of it, I thought to myself, wow, why did I do that? <laughs> it was just laborious, but sometimes sometimes the classics are classics for reason, and sometimes you're wondering, who the, who the hell thought this was a classic? But So what's your take on it so far as you're diving deep into it? Um, it it's pretty deep. Really, the hardest thing is the names. Keeping track of the names. Yes. A, they're Russian. B, everyone's got three names, and they keep changing them. Like, they'll, they'll have three different nicknames in two chapters. Yeah, and it becomes a, a book that is a a monster to read, but as awesome as Dune. We've talked about this, the Dune. Frank Herbert. Yeah, but okay. again, it's, it's a complex read. Yeah. Absolutely, but so worth it. I've read that three times. Yeah, I love yeah. that book. Hey, uh, by the way, we've been asking everyone this question. Uh, during the pandemic, have you made any banana bread? <laughs> <laughs> I've made a lot of banana smoothies. smoothies ah, okay. they'll take that. I'm yeah. trying to find something to do with the bananas. <laughs> and uh, a lot of it ends up in the bread. But, yes, smoothies are a good go-to as well. Uh, when do you see yourself coming back to Philly, Eric? Any idea? Uh, you know, that's up to the airlines. Yeah. Um, you know, I have the voucher for my return flight. Um, I was supposed to go back in um uh, in April, and uh, you know, and, and work with Rob on on the now postponed 40th anniversary Hooters tour. Um, obviously, you know, Hoagie Nation isn't happening in May, um, but uh, you know, I'm hanging tight here until someone says you can go. You know? Okay. Well, if this serves as extra impetus for you to return here, IKEA has released the Swedish meatball recipe to the United <laughs> States, mm. so we're good to go. Thank God. I hope vegan ones for me. Speaking of Swedish uh, food, Eric, a a couple of years ago, and uh, I'm just curious if you've ever been around this stuff. We mentioned this to Remberg yesterday, but uh, I I was in Sweden and visiting a friend in Gothenburg, and she gave me a a can of this stuff to bring back. She said, open it in the studio. It was a surströmming. Surströmming. Sour herring. Oh, my God. Have you ever smelled it? I I have smelled it, and I've eaten it. Oh, Oh God. Many times. Please don't tell me you like it. Well, you know, the smell is, is really the initiation because it doesn't actually taste like the smell. Um, I, I have to admit that that the second time I ate it, I kind of I enjoyed the experience. It's the oh experience more than it is the, uh, All right. the actual taste. So, you know, it's kind of like the first time you smoke a cigarette, it just is not good. And then after a while, it's it stays like, oh, not boy, good. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, well, okay, so, so listen. That we had two foods that we were trying in the studio that day. We were having a durian fruit, which is considered the smelliest uh, food on earth, and we had that as well. And of the two, I did I tasted both. The sastroman was hands down the saltiest thing I've ever had in my life. It was just it knocked me almost knocked me off my feet. You're you're okay well, with that? Well, did you eat it straight out of the out of the can? Yes. Ah, you see, what they do here is they dress it up. Oh. They put it on a piece of thin bread with onions and potatoes and sour cream and... And um, no. and so I, think, I think you're supposed to rinse it first, Eric, and we didn't do that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was my mistake. I think if I buried it under 60 feet of chocolate pudding, I could take it. Right. I had nightmares about the smell of that. It was horrible. Yeah. You know what? We have a picture on our wall back home in Philadelphia of of me at my face the first time I smelled it. (laughs) (laughs) We needed, we kid you not, we had to secure a company that brought by an industrial air skimmer Mm -hmm. to remove the smell from the studio. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? You never open it inside. Yes, yeah, but we found that out. We've, we've been told, and it can explode, too, as well, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, I, a really good one, a really good can will look like a bowling ball before you open it. Yeah, uh, it's actually pushed out a little bit. Oh, I, Jesus. Ha- I have another can. I'm of having it. nightmares. I have another can of yeah. it Well, then we got to do it the right way, right? For a special occasion, yeah. so we'll Make see. Make a smoothie. Yeah, <laughs> All right. my, my wife, my wife is, is laughing over there because... She's from the northern part of Sweden, which is really where it comes from. In fact, I'm surprised your friend in Gothenburg had it because it's most people south of um, the, the south of the the, the the middle line of the country have never tasted it. Hey, huh. let me ask you: If your wife is from the northern part of Sweden, um, does she do that that inhale thing that uh, that thing? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Uh, not that far north. Okay, all right. What is I, this? What? So, so yeah. it's 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 a it's like um. Uh, an acknowledgement. It means like, yeah, you go like that. Yeah. Oh, really? I, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Sarah, just point out my my brother in law does it. Okay. Yeah my my I've wife's my wife's cousin. So uh, in fact, he he came. It's not like it's not that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's fart. an out. Um, <laughs> that's no. Yes. No, he, uh, he no. came he came to visit us last year and and brought a bunch of Swedish friends. But he was the only one that would do it. And we'd say, yeah, you want to go out? And he'd go. Like that. And he go, yeah. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm so used to doing that. I know you guys don't know what that means, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes, right. sometimes, they'll, sometimes they'll go, ha! Ah! Ha! Ah! Okay. Ah! <laughs> I, like, I, I just Steve, knew. You were meant to be there. All right. Interesting. Well, listen, uh, Eric, we're going we're gonna to point everybody in the direction of the Love from Philly concert. You are performing on Sunday. And uh, people can watch us on lovefromphilly.live. And uh, we encourage you to do that because, obviously, a lot of people in the music and arts industry are, like like a lot of people, They're are hurting. Are, are hurting. So, By the way, you should also watch tomorrow um, an artist that I've been working with for a long time, Alexis Cunningham, is is doing a, um, a song that uh, that I'm, I'm with her on. I actually played guitar here, uh, and she's going to sing to my, my guitar image on the screen behind her. Ale- Alexis and the Medicine is the band. Okay. Very nice. Very cool. nice. Excellent. Three days. Always, yep. always good to talk to you, Eric. Thanks a bunch, man. Hey, guys, it's great, just great to hear voices from home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, hopefully, we'll be seeing you soon. Thanks a bunch, Eric Bazilian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a connection, man. It's phone line. Perfect. Know, I know. Does that blow your mind? It's just, it's luck of the draw. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's good, sometimes And no bad. delay, no nope. nothing. Nope. That was good to talk to him. Uh, we have another caller on the line, and I think this is uh, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, Preston. How you doing, bud? Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. I hear you're doing really good. Oh, I mean, you guys were rude enough to call me and wake me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just to give me $500. Oh! <laughs> $500 for Craig. Uh, Craig, where are where did we call you to instead of where uh, are you calling from? <laughs> <laughs> that thing been come uh, to know next. 
Haddon Township, New Jersey. Ah. Haddon Township, New Jersey. Very nice. What are you doing with yourself these days, Craig? Uh, I'm just waiting on my boss to send me work every morning, and it doesn't always happen, so that's kind of a nice thing. All right. Well, the 500 bucks is certainly going to help out, right? Absolutely. All right, man. Listen, we appreciate it. Congratulations to you. We're happy to give you $500. Yeah! Nice job, bud. Hang on. Well, there it is. Another shot to win at 10 a.m. I love it. You need to uh, you need to listen for the uh, the word, and we'll give you the information in a little while. Hey, before we take a break or anything like that, I know we have uh, stuff coming up in a little bit, but can I read a couple of these frontline hero things? Let's do it. We got derailed with hookers earlier. So. We did. <laughs> uh, if you're going to get derailed with anything, yeah, you get derailed with a hooker. That's hookers. what my grandma always said. Way to go. Uh, no, I uh, th- now listen. We we're getting loads and loads and loads of requests uh, to put our frontline hero signs in people's yards. Um, we only have so many to go around. We had our friend Harley from Window Nation call yesterday. He's going to foot the bill for 200 more signs. Yes. So we will start getting out those out as soon as they are made, which might be as soon as tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see. It's quite possible. Um, but we're, we're obviously we're getting loads of requests. We're not going to be able to get to all of them. And I would like to, however, maybe read a couple on the air. Yes. And that way we can we can acknowledge them. That way we're not going to be able to read all of those either. So we can't Marissa's, do anything. Marissa's kind of randomly grabbing a few. We're doing what we can, which is what everybody's doing. So uh, consider every again in a way an acknowledgement of someone else. If you don't hear your name, is an acknowledgement of you as well. Uh, so. I- Yes, Kath. No, sorry. I was just going to say, so I was out in King of Prussia yesterday, and I delivered um, what I had left, and uh, it was the first time that I had run into somebody. I was there a little bit later than I normally go out, and uh, Jace and I were in her yard, and she was coming outside to walk, and she just kind of stopped and looked at me, and I was like, oh, hi. Uh, Are you... I forget her name. I think her name was Joan, Uh, and then she was like, oh, my God. I was just on your website. I I was just looking at your pictures of you guys. Excellent. And so, yeah, so I finally got to meet meet somebody but cool. she uh, what's your salsa school <laughs> uh no but it, it, it was very nice and so yeah i, I can't wait to to get out again actually awesome. pressing your stack of emails there that you have you have an email that's referencing that apparently. oh it is yeah oh this one uh, I don't know if it's that one. If you want me to go, while you read that, I can kind of sift through the other ones. Uh, I, I didn't read any that said anything about Kathy. Oh. Uh, so anyway. Um, is a liar. You know uh, says, I'd like to nominate my son, Dr. <laughs> William Carter Heppenstahl, uh, DO. He is in the internal medicine program with PCOM, working out of Roxborough Hospital and Chestnut Hill Hospital. Uh, when he comes home after his 24-hour shifts, he constantly says, thank God for Preston and Steve. Wow. Uh, they're the only reason I didn't fall asleep driving home. So that's, Wait, what's his name? His name is Dr. William Carter Heppenstahl. Uh, his dad uh, performed, performed surgery on me when I broke my collarbone um, no 15 years ago. Yeah, Dr. No Heppenstahl Sr. Yeah, I, I oh, broke my funny. collarbone skiing with Pierre at Jack Frost, and I had to have surgery, and Dr. Heppenstahl Sr. Uh, performed that surgery. That's that is small cool. World. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so his well, mom. They say you're one collarbone away from somebody. <laughs> his, yeah. mo- his mom, Sue, had uh, sent that in, which is cool. Wow. Uh, here's that one. Marissa found it. Uh, it was from uh, Tracy Martinelli. And she nominated uh, Joan from King of Prussia, okay. Joan Landmesser. Uh, and uh, this is really long, so I'm just going to have to skim through this. Uh, most people think of ER nurses and the physicians, the respiratory therapists, and the, uh, as the frontline heroes. Yes, they are. Has anyone thought about the oncology nurse? Uh, the nurse that is taking care of cancer patients, making sure that they are eating enough to keep up their strength, making sure that the radiation burn that they receive during treatment is taken care of, making sure the CT scan and doctor wants... Uh, wants him to have is scheduled for them uh, so that this one 
Uh, this is one little think that they don't have to worry about or take care or taking care of some they that they don't have to think about or take care of right there there, there there are other uh, things that are being you know you, you have to you, everyone's on extra heightened alert mm-hmm. and, and there are other things going on at the hospitals besides covid 19 and and she also says these are the uh, immunocompromised patients yes that cannot afford to contract covid 19 so right right very, very exactly. important that they're doing that so that's joan there you go all right so uh, let's get on to people who didn't get a sign, though. That's who I wanted to talk about. Uh, here was a, uh, this was one nominated from her proud parents, Laura and Bill, for Courtney Dubois uh, in Philly. She was a nurse in the step-down unit at Jefferson Torsdale Hospital. After the pandemic hit, she applied uh, She applied for, interviewed, and yesterday accepted a new position in the ICU unit Wow! at the same hospital. Uh, as parents, we've... Uh, Never seen, been more proud of our child yet, so terrified for her health and safety. Uh, she stepped up to the challenge to help support those uh, most in need. Speaking of Courtney, over the past few weeks, uh, things are really getting rough uh, for the moral of so many. Uh, the pandemic is starting to take a toll. Uh, thank you to the station for doing this small gesture, uh, which could mean so, so much. Uh, so there you go. They wanted to nominate her. And by the way, there are now uh, mental health uh, institutions stepping up. Uh, to help out the workers who are really in the trenches, who are seeing people pass away uh, so frequently and seeing their uh, uh, their intensive care units being full and the people in the ER. Helping them out. Uh, there's some people that are, that are mentally being affected by this, by being surrounded by so much death and dis- yeah. despair that they need help. And uh, and so some of those groups are, are, are there for your um uh, your your counsel, or or so you can be counseled by them. Uh, here's another one nominated by her son Anthony. It says Teresa Brooks worked at Acme Markets for over 35 years. Continually goes above and beyond to help every customer. We're we talking about people who work in different uh, lines of work, but she's had to step up and work more than ever. Apparently, yeah, absolutely. And so that's that's the deal with that. She also, aside from uh, connecting customers to their needs in my store, my mom's been helping our family and friends with her own supply of food and toilet paper, <laughs> which she hears anyone is short. Uh, and she listens to Preston and Steve back in the Y100 days, PMS, uh, in the morning on the on the way to school. And then, of course, Preston and Steve on MMR. She motivated me to earn Eagle Scout and allowed me to draw my inspiration for my service project from you guys. I organized a food drive that raised over two tons of food. That's so awesome. That's cool. uh, so he wants to give a shout-out to the employees at Red Lion and Bustleton Acme. A nice, juicy shout-out. And she's nominated for uh, by her son, Anthony. Uh, so there you go, Teresa Brooks. I'll do one more. Uh, my fiance Sam Kenny wants to nominate. Huge fan, not me, Preston. Okay. This, this is from uh, Caitlin, her fiance. That's right. A uh, huge fan of the show. He's a scientific glass blower in Vineland, New Jersey. His company supplies scientific instruments to labs, which is a which is crucial crucial during this time. Uh, he's dedicated and extremely passionate about his job. He even volunteered to work evening shifts, contrary to his normal early shift, six a.m. to two p.m. Uh, during this time, so that his co-workers with children are able to be with their family at night. That's wonderful. So that's another sacrifice, which is very cool. So, Sam Kinney in Pittman, New Jersey. There you go. Hey, can I give a special shout-out to uh, some friends of ours, Preston? I want to give a shout-out to uh, Artie Kempner, uh, to uh, Deanna and Joe Principe, and to uh, Chris as well. And they're all with uh, Autism Delaware. And today would have been the Drive for Autism oh, golf yeah. outing that I have taken part in for God, 20 years now. Yeah, that's amazing. Obviously, that has been uh, canceled, postponed. Yeah. Uh, the, the race this weekend oh, that usually coincides with the drive for autism down in Dover has been postponed as well. 
Uh, just I wanted to give a, a shout out and a thank you for all of your efforts for, you know, everything for over the past year. And I'm so sorry that, uh, you know, things had to be postponed today. It will be back. It will be back. It will be back. It will be back. It will be yep. back. Yep. So uh, there's a lot. And listen, if if you want to nominate somebody to receive one of our uh, Frontline Heroes signs, uh, don't email us directly. We we have you go to PrestonandSteve.com. There's a form you can fill out. All the information's right there. Um, that's the way to get it over to us. And texting doesn't work either. So we ask that you do that, and we'll get to who we can get to. There's a lot coming in, and a lot of people to thank. Keep your um, your message lean and mean, in yeah. case it is read on the air. Yep. Uh, and there's so many coming, in, we want to make sure that we do right by what you uh, wrote. Yep. Right by right. what you wrote. Uh, we are going to take a break, and we'll come back in a minute. And don't forget, Adam McKay is going to be joining us. That'll be around 10 a.m. Around the time that we have another shot. You heard Craig win $500 with MMR's Rock Refund. Well, we got another one coming up at 10. Stay with us. We'll be right back. While we wait and wait for live concerts to return, MMR is raiding the video wing of the MM Archives to present MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. The best up-close and personal performances and interviews from the Preston and Steve studio. Great song. It's a struts on 93.3 WMMR. Pierre presents from Ardmore Music Hall. Tell them the name of the song. Wish I Knew You, if you didn't know. And Studio 4F. Joining us in studio, Mr. Kenny Wayne Shepard. How you doing? Updated twice weekly at WMMR.com and streamed directly to the best seat in the house, your couch. MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, so I thought that was traffic music. That's actually a live commercial. We'll do it later. We can do it later. We'll do that later? Yeah, yeah, we'll do it later. All right. Uh, I do have to, listen, we've, we've had a last-minute uh, addition to the uh, the lineup here, which we're going to do, but I do have to play this. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. And then I would play the traffic music and go to Kathy, but we're going we're gonna to switch things up a little bit. Actually, we have a guest who's on yes. the program, and uh, one that... Uh, uh, was scheduled. We weren't made aware of it. I didn't so put it so. down in the calendar. However, yeah, we've had him on the show before and enjoyed it. And we said the second we found out we were having this guest, we said, of course we will. Most definitely. So uh, Nat Geo Wild has Alaska Animal Rescue, and uh, he's the man behind it. Please welcome Jeff Corwin yeah. to the program. Good, Jeff. How you doing? I'm great. Just sequestered like everyone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen, well, like you, working with uh, wildlife, sometimes the uh, unexpected happens, and that's uh, this interview. With you turn us. around and something jumps up on you, but <laughs> but we're thrilled. We're, so let me ask you, with your line of work and with what you do, and obviously there's there are, there are all sorts of I would consider essential elements to what you do. Uh, could you in fact go out and continue doing your? More because uh, you you focus in the show focuses in on Alaska. You know, uh, are there plans to get back to filming, or what's what's the status of the show right now? Well, it, it, we filmed all of this stuff has already been filmed. Okay, so, uh, we're in episode three tonight. Um, the ratings have been great. It's uh, people are loving the series because it it just captures the magic of wild Alaska from land, sea, and air. But when it comes to production at all, anywhere in the universe, there's no production. There's nothing. nothing on airplanes. Yeah. There's nothing that, you know, most productions probably won't. I don't think any will pick up a camera in maybe July 1st. 
Well, I ha- everything is shut down. I, I completely, I, I love this. Uh, the I, Anything Alaska I love. I, one of the greatest vacations I ever took was a cruise to Alaska with my wife. And, and we had, you know, there was sort of the, the stigma of, okay, that's what old people do. And they, they take the cruise and blah, 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 blah. I remember the first morning we let we departed from Seward. We woke up the next morning. I heard what sounded like Rice Krispies all over the place. I, I go up to the balcony of our of our uh, uh, cabin, and there are the glaciers. I'm seeing whales. I'm seeing bald eagles. It's all there. And it occurred to me, you know, we were the intruders. That's that's where they live. That's where everything goes on. And you know, it's almost like they say they were like. Okay, you can look, but this is this is our home. It's such an amazing area, just rich with wildlife. And you've returned. How, how many times have you been there? Countless times, correct? Oh, yeah. So uh, over the years, so I first went to Alaska for my very first TV series um, almost 25 years ago. And I've been back um, 50, 60 times. I've spent summers up there. I've had multiple series up there because it is the last great wild frontier in North America. I mean, you can walk in the woods and actually be eaten by something. There's not a lot of places where that can happen today. Right. And, you know, but a lot of people think that the wildlife Alaska are, that it's invincible, but the truth is they get in harm's way, and there are these heroes on the front lines that are saving these creatures. And you said you were talking about being in Seward, which is a great place. That's one of the places where we focus at the Alaska Sea Life Center. I don't know if you had a chance to visit it while you were there. but No, I, I heard about it. It's, it's an impressive area. I mean, one of the things that's very impressive about it is that during the, 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 the earthquake, the, the legendary, I think it was the Good Friday earthquake, that Seward Harbor received a, like a, a big a tidal wave or tsunami sort of push that came into the area. And there's still trees that are petrified that, that uh, you know, were, were covered by that. But the area itself is just amazing everywhere you look. And I would describe it, I'd say there's so much beauty and so much beauty that were you out in it unprotected or didn't know what you were doing, you could die so quickly. It's, 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 it's incredibly beautiful. It's stunning. But it's unforgiving for the ill-prepared. Yes. But when it comes to wildlife, it's uh, unmatched. I mean, you can go to Seward, and you, you time Alaska right, and you see this just remarkable zenith of life. You see the rush of, it's like a, a syringe injecting energy into the ecosystem. The salmon come flooding in. The bears go online. The eagles come in. I mean, it's remarkable. But to be kind of behind the scenes of people that are, for example, in Sitka, Alaska, which is also very stunning. It's, it's uh, south of um, along the coast where there's the rescuing bald eagles that get in harm's way or on tonight's on, on Saturday night's episode coming up. We actually there's fires. People don't realize that Alaska is horrible with climate change. Fires have become a big issue in Alaska and we're there, you know, on the front lines of these fires trying to save wildlife. Wow. Are there, uh, Jeff, how how much, uh, I'm sure there are areas where humans can't get to just because it's too perilous to get there. Has Are, are there parts, are there undiscovered parts of Alaska? It's so vast. There are places that, uh, that very much a non-native Alaskan probably has never been to. Okay. Um, I know when when I'm not shooting up there, I go to my friend's lodge and fly. I love to fly fish, and he'll drop me off in a place in the middle of nowhere, and you'll go up the stream and you'll tap into trout that are 30 inch long, <laughs> wild, 
you know, steelhead and rainbows. And then, I mean, last time I was there, I found a giant Kodiak skeleton that literally, the animal died along the stream bed. It was perfectly articulated. I mean, you you go in with a 45 on your side because you're alone. Yes, Jeff. There are places, and also the other thing about it is very, only like, 5% 5% of Alaska is accessible by a car. Right, yeah. right. Less than that. I remember we were there. We we took a tram up the side of a mountain, and I guess the Kodiak bear population was particularly robust in this area. And from the altitude that we were at, I, there were two of them down below us, and they even from that height, they looked like um, small buses, those Kodiak bears. They're just enormous, unbelievable. Yeah, you know, they stand 11 feet tall, uh, weigh just shy of 1,000 pounds. Uh, and, you know, I've caught them. i put radio collars on them. And, we, you know, in this episode, we work with them in this series. I'll never forget one time I was in Alaska a long time ago. My daughter, my oldest daughter is now 16. But when she was about three, we were in a, a plane accident up there um, and had to make a, an emergency landing. Our engine blew at a, a beaver plane. We got out of the plane. And um, waiting, waiting for another plane to come get us. We're in the middle of nowhere. Mm. This was in Kodiak Bear Country. This was actually Brooks Falls, where everyone—the famous picture of the bear biting the salmon yeah. in slow motion—right there. I walked, and my daughter needed to, you know, use the ladies' room. So mm. I put her on my shoulders, and I walked into the forest, not even a hundred feet. And when I came back, over every footprint that I had walked was a giant pie plate-sized bear print. So a oh. bear followed me in, was right there, and, I mean, that's Alaska. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's, this, this, the again, this, the amazing, savage beauty. Because it's unforgiving, but there, I, I said to, and I've said to anybody trying to describe it, if, if, if God lives anywhere on this planet, it's in Alaska. Yeah, and if you want to know if God's pissed off at you, go to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so in your estimation, what do you think um, pound for pound is the strongest animal on planet Earth? Uh, I would say mammal, excluding obviously whales. Like, would a would a grizzly bear beat up a polar bear, and would a tiger beat up you know, and and how do gorillas rank in there? <laughs> well, well, polar bears are to me the most resilient, most you know robust of all uh, the bears. I mean, a, a polar bear can sit over a small little breathing hole of a seal. He'll sit there motionless for 11 hours, and he'll wait for that seal to come up. And this is, you know, maybe two and a half, three feet of ice, maybe deeper. And just when that he comes up, he'll reach in through a hole that's about four inches wide with this, and he'll pull a seal that that's uh, about as big as a, a beer cake through that hole. Jesus, that ice. that's incredible. But I think you if know, you're talking about that's regular like sending your dog through your vacuum cleaner, I mean, he can <laughs> literally. That's how strong a polar bear is. I think you would never want to tangle. But you know, pound for pound, I'd probably say a hyena. A hyena. Wow, if you're going pound yeah. for pound. Now, are we talking different? Like, yeah. for example, if, if it's regular boxing and a gorilla goes up against the tiger, <laughs> right. Mar- old Marcus of Queensberry, there are different things you have to consider. If there's yes. a, no, like, Gorillas like to sleep and eat all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the discipline. Right. This is a fascinating subject matter, and, yes. and the show looks fantastic. Uh, can we get the back episodes as well? Uh, yeah, so you 
can go to, so uh, Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time will be our third installment of of Alaska Animal Rescue, and we're going up working with wild wood bison, working with the team rescuing eagles, and we're dealing with the fires. It's it's and you, you can go to their website and all that social awesome. media stuff and see what's coming up. All right, excellent. Jeff. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Nat Geo Wild, Alaska Animal Rescue, Jeff Corwin. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Cool. Nice. All right. All hey, right. guys. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to bring up something that I saw on C- uh, PBS last night, and I was curious as to uh, if anybody else had seen it. Um, it's Bear been fights? around for a few. No, no, no. <laughs> I brought it up because of uh, the gorilla comment. So yeah. um, the uh, BBC placed this very realistic animatronic baby gorilla in the wild where a whole bunch of. Uh, mountain gorillas live in Uganda, and this thing looks like when you, for, at first sight it looks like a baby gorilla. It's incredibly Scary realistic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the gorillas in the the pod of gorillas, a group of gorillas, whatever a group of gorillas is called, gaggle, murder, gaggle yeah. of gorillas, murder, murder of gorillas, a gump, gump of gorillas start. <laughs> Uh, circling around and inspecting it. And in the gorilla, baby gorilla robot's eye is a camera. And so the camera is trained on these gorillas. And then the silverback, who's in charge of the entire pod group gump of gorillas, comes over and he inspects it and he gives it a pass. And so this baby gorilla is then allowed to live amongst the other gorillas. It's one of the weirdest, coolest, craziest things I've ever seen. And so how long does this fake robot baby gorilla last in the gump of gorillas <laughs> it, uh, just uh, the bbc special that i saw it only lasted for like a, um what wait was a the... second it's a robot <laughs> it's a machine we're being taken it's a lie it's on it's on youtube it's and... clearly look at this it's some sort of positronic connections <laughs> If you were to look at it, James, you would immediately think that it was a gorilla, a baby gorilla. And then you, the closer you look at it, you can look in the baby gorilla's eye and yeah. you see that it's a camera. It's and that... that's like a GoPro. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, to my trained eye, just looking at it even far away, looks like a fake gorilla. No, yeah. but to, I mean, they're, they're just stupid gorillas. <laughs> no, the, 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 um, um, no, it looks it looks quite authentic. We're, if we're looking we're at it watching, right now. We're watching video of it right it's now. It's amazing. And the intriguing part of it that Nick is pointing out is the group of gorillas coming so close to it uh, that you've never seen footage like this before of these these gorillas intrigued by this, and they're getting that close to the camera inside this baby gorilla. And these aren't gorillas in the zoo. These are gorillas in the wild, so they're going to act differently around um, you know humans and, and technology. So. This really has them with their guard down. Well, the, also, Nick, to your point, the other gorillas sort of uh, separate, and the I guess the large alpha um, silverback comes in and kind of gives the nod. You know that sound you made the other uh, in the last interview, Preston, about the people in northern Sweden where they, they yes. say yes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They go. So the silverback makes a similar sound, okay. and the, all the other gorillas react. <laughs> But he's in charge. It's a, it was five or six minutes of the most compelling gorilla TV I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nana Nana Try to gorilla for he okay. Try to communicate with it. Uh, it's Nana Pia. That stands for we wet. No sad bro. It's a robot, but we'll sure why not. Yeah, it's called Spy in the Wild. That's the name of the the, okay. the episode. Okay. Yeah, I think he has glaucoma in one eye. Oh, and then at some point the monkey just fall, the gorilla falls over with its feet straight up, or its yeah, its legs straight up in the air. You okay, bro? At that point, they can tell it's uh, it's not real. 
I just love that Casey has that question of uh, Jeff Corwin. So what's the toughest animal out Dude, there? are you guys all surprised with his answer? Uh, a hyena? I, hyena? I, I'll tell you say, this. Yeah, he's saying pound for pound. Pound for pound? What, what would be the toughest? Uh, okay. I got, Casey, I was, I've, I'd always heard that you know, like a badger or a wolverine are, are the toughest pound for pound. This, there was a series where they, and they, it was... Animal fights, basically. So yeah, hypothetically, yeah, that was, they took them. That and, would, yeah, to see if like a tiger could could beat take a, on a, an alligator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so or if on. John Stamos could beat up a mongoose. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty what? sure he could. John, John Stamos. Stamos, right? A mongoose. How about your mongoose? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is it mongooses or mong? Is it mongoose? I assume it'd be mongooses. <laughs> I'm asking Nick. He was a. He's a good word. He's studying mongoose. I don't know what to do. I'm the host of the show, and I don't know what to do. It's a a flock of mongooses. That doesn't happen often. It usually happens when Pierre's in here at the end of the uh, show. That is usually when I don't know what to do. Uh, It's mongoose. Our confusion arises over the plural of mongoose because many believe that it have the same plural as goose, but mongooses and mongoose are acceptable. Of note, mongooses is by far the more common plural. So Casey I, I went. just gestured as in, I have been validated. I, I li- Thank you. I have. You're welcome. <laughs> Apology accepted, guys. Hey, Steve, you know what a group of gorillas is actually called? What? <laughs> a whoop. A whoop? Shut yes. up. <laughs> are, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Whoop, a whoop. 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 That's what they do in Shelbyville. <laughs> That's it. That is what they do. <laughs> In Shelbyville, when they, when they want to goad the, um, the, uh, the Springfield. people of Springfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. I can't okay. find it. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I'm, I'm, it's a, no woot, a woot of gorillas, no huh? No sad, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. whoop. Yeah. Whoop with a P. Whoop. whoop, there it is. Uh, whoop, there it is. <laughs> whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Um, just pretend like you believe it's a real gorilla. Uh, yeah. They'll, you'll play along, yeah. right, and make the humans happy. Uh, look, there's a baby gorilla. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do know something. I completely change gears. And uh, I could tell you about uh, 10 useful Zoom tips. <laughs> <laughs> Ways to conserve butter. Zoom tips. Yeah, let's do Zoom tips. You know what, though? This Gorillas is actually... might be Zooming, too. Uh, well, now more than ever, people are... My wife has now become quite adept at Zoom. You want to get together with your whoop, and you can't <laughs> yeah. do it in person? I just wish I could reach out and shake your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I need Zoom tips, because Jace okay. has basically done like set all these backgrounds, and I have, I have no idea. I figured it out yesterday, all. Kathy, how to do it. Yeah, I can I can coach you through it next Let time. Let me know. Yeah. Is that what you had a 76er background? Yeah, not that I... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm fine with it being there, but like I just can't... You know, if I had to, for some reason, do... Well, okay, so we I, I had a doctor's appointment, uh, a virtual doctor's appointment yesterday for Did you Jace. have that, that, that big naked black guy picture behind you? Oh no, but it was like oh the Sixers God. logo. Like, I mean, I guess it's okay, but I was like, I could have just had like a more <laughs> formal background. Right. So well, you, was it a gynecologist? Or? No, well, oh. I said it was for Jace. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> However, so you're wait, a I Sixers did, fan, I see. I yeah. did see my neighbor uh, who is an OBGYN, and she was talking about, I don't know if you've seen that meme, but it's like a girl in like a short skirt and heels, like very nice legs and she's bent over the the uh, uh the laptop saying that this is my next gynecologist appointment she was like yeah that's pretty accurate <laughs> yeah i can see that all right here's here's how you change your background uh open zoom the the app on your desktop click settings then virtual background 
That's it. And, and then, then you, you, you choose, can pull for your own photos, right? You choose from their offerings, and when you click one, it will automatically change your screen. You can upload your own photo as well. From yeah. the virtual background page, click the plus icon next to where it says choose virtual background, upload a photo uh, from your computer, and then click it to enable. So you can do that. Easy. Um, I'm doing it now. Here's another thing that you can do. You can enter in stealth mode. You can join meetings without making a sound. Uh, especially handy if you want to enter after a call is started and don't want to accidentally interrupt first. Uh, you got to take care of the mic. You open the Zoom app, uh, click settings. Uh, from the audio tab, you click, click the box to add a check mark to always mute the microphone when joining the meeting. Can, and and a box can, will not uh, jump up with you on it, right? You can also enter a Zoom call without video on, which is helpful when you're dealing with a low bandwidth or video quality issues. And you open the Zoom, uh, click on settings, and from the video tab under meetings, you click the checkbox for always turn off video when joining a meeting at the bottom of the page. So you can you can kind of slide in there. If yeah, you want like to. sliding into DM. It's just like that. We yeah. had Did a Zoom conference like call yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, I Did, thought it was yeah, decent. Yeah, for me it was better just because the audio was crystal clear, and I don't I don't think Bill cared for it that much. But well, uh, you you were frozen on my screen, Nick, for about ten minutes. At least you had this look oh, on your face, like Dai. that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, um, but for me and for Nick Murphy, and uh, hopefully for Kathy, it was just much easier to actually hear everything you guys were saying because we've been doing it via FaceTime, and that just has not been great audio. Yeah, yeah, it's harder to do it that way. Uh, you can mute everybody at once. You hit uh, Command Control M on a Mac or Alt-M on your PC, and you can mute everybody if you don't want to hear anything from anyone. Uh, you can use the space bar to mute and unmute. It's very intuitive, actually, Easy. when you stop. I mean, the, the, the screen is pretty... Do you like the multiple little windows, or do you like the window scroll across the top with the... With the... I like the multiple windows. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see everybody at once and see what's going on. It's distracting if it's the other way because somebody will like cough and like take over the audio and then all of a sudden their screen they pop pops up, up and they're yeah. not really yep. saying anything. Yeah, um, you can uh, <laughs> display names of each person on your call. Uh, you go to settings, then video. Check the box for always display participants' name on their videos because people might pop in there and you don't. Right. You know, if there's a lot of people, you you may not remember everybody's name, so you can do that. Uh, set up meeting reminders. Uh, okay, there's a beauty filter. Ooh, Ooh. I could use that. Where I could you use can, 10 of those. You can look better. Say we could all use a little touch-up from time to time. Use Zoom's beauty filter to soften the focus on your camera. Uh, it won't be as dis- dis- uh, d- drastic as the filters on social media, but that's probably a good thing. Your coworkers already know what you look like. That is I'm sorry, do I look too beautiful? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, I don't Am need I it. Am distracting but... on this Zoom call? <laughs> I notice you're all staring at my box. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you can take a good close look at someone, and they don't know it. Yeah. By the way, oh, yeah. Uh, when these uh, when, boys. when these apps are open, Kathy, Kathy. So, Bill, yesterday. By the way, I not once did I suggest the Zoom meeting. I don't know where he got it from, but he was like, "Well, I don't know." Kathy wanted to do this. I don't like Zoom, but Kathy wanted it. Yeah, yeah. No, Kathy was he, he was mad at me, but blamed you because yeah. I it was okay. my You're idea. the one that's all right. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. what he does. Mm-hmm. Kathy, yeah. when I do something in the meetings, Kathy gets yelled at. Usually, yeah, Nick, is the way it works. Nick wanted a Zoom call, and I got blamed for it because mm-hmm. he doesn't like it. Why don't you slow your roll? <laughs> um, so, if you want to use the beauty filter. Uh, you open the app, go to settings, then video, and you can check the box for touch up my appearance. Oh, all right, wait. Z- settings, and then what? Uh, settings, and then video. 
And then uh, there's a box that says, touch up my appearance. Oh, it's on. Mine's on. Okay. <laughs> Is it? Glow, Thanks, glow me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not on FaceTime, not from what we're seeing here. You can also... <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have that on there. There's clearly no such app on FaceTime. Uh, Do I look bad? No, you look fine. No, come on. Be truthful. Yeah, no, you look fine. Your Casey. hair's a little stringy. <laughs> I don't even I have to talk. I yesterday, too. I'm washing my hair now once a month. You, you have a little bedhead, that's all. Okay. Uh, re- you can record your meetings. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you go to settings, then recording, and toggle the option to enable recording. So you record the whole thing if you want to. Yeah. Okay. And play Which it back. becoming like a, or it is a big issue with um, the Zoom meetings for classrooms. The teachers um, are being instructed not to record anything just because there's kids on there. Uh, and when they do, you know, if there's like an online school. It's uh, been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why is it, you're, you're yeah. leaving, you're leaving video of children up, but there's, there, that's an issue, right? Yeah. And yeah. like, we've been asked to not take a picture of the screen and post it anywhere. You know, people are, are doing it innocently, but parents taking a picture saying, oh, you know, here's so-and-so with his class. But yeah. um, we got a message from the school saying please don't do that yeah because it's other people's kids that yeah. are on there and they may want to keep some privacy uh but they're asking teachers to not record them kathy uh yeah th- yeah the teachers can't record um their sessions with the kids okay uh you can also react with emojis i did that a little bit yesterday it was very stupid it just, it, it just there was a little... in our meeting you did yeah yeah you guys didn't even notice it it was I just, didn't I, see it. I just just for fun i clicked on it and see what happened and just throws a little thumbs up I or, saw it. Or little clapping hands. I did see it. In fact, okay. there was a point in which clapping did take place, and you put up clapping hands. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't think anybody noticed. but uh, <laughs> I did. And then somebody put up a look like a picture of a squirrel. It seemed kind of silly. Uh, and you can also send a quick invite. Uh, while, a, uh, while in a meeting, if you type uh, Control and I on the Mac or Alt-I on a PC, you open an invite window. You can click the email tab. Invite myself. And, from Los Angeles. and then you can copy the URL and send it to anyone who you want to and invite them to the meeting while the meeting's going. While on. the meeting's uh, so you can stealthily come into a, a meeting or yeah. you can, you know, you can invite while you're actively doing that. It's a very flexible program. I guess you kind of quietly go into the meeting. I think they'll still know if you right. came in, but, you know. Not All right, is sure. Zoom its own company? Like, because I mean, stock-wise, if, if the stock has had to have gone up significantly over the past six weeks, right? Yeah, I don't uh, know if it's publicly traded or not. I have no idea who owns it or anything along those lines. Um, uh, yeah, it's its own company. Case Zoom Video okay. Communications. Okay, and, uh, so they're not, and they're on the Nasdaq Stock Exchange. Oh, okay. All right. I wonder how much they've gone up in the past six, seven weeks, and uh, also I wonder if. Th- you know, once the lockdown and all this stuff has been lifted, if businesses are going to sort of uh, look at the way they do things these days and, you know, and everything's going to be up for efficiency review. and all that. Stuff. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I yes. mean, honestly, so a lot of people have sort of flirted with this stuff. We're going to f- now you'll see if people can if after this is over and we do know it will be over and there'll be, you know, there'll be a different uh you know, post-pandemic existence. And I think it'll be different because a lot of these things that we have started to adopt while we're doing this, we may decide, hey, we really do like booze delivered to our door. Hey, we really do. The Zoom thing is actually fairly efficient. I was watching, speaking of of, of changing procedure, I was watching a show the other day where a uh, a group, uh, they, they decided that all their meetings they would have would be standing up. Okay. No sitting, a rule, because apparently research shows that you, it will be more efficient and quick if you if you are standing up as opposed to sitting down. 
There's less BS because you know how meetings go. Well, meetings drag on forever because just you start to head down a path that is not necessarily uh, pertaining to the specifics of what the meeting needs to be about. So maybe if you have a standing up meeting, you can get it done with quickly. That's the one thing I hate about meetings is how long they go on. That and to that point, when you are there is a Zoom pentameter to meetings, Preston. Yeah. That you everyone is sitting in their comfortable chairs, and it's like I, I can absolutely see that because it definitely seems to be slower. So, Casey, uh, Zoom daily users went from about 10 million in December of 2019 to. 300 million in April of 2020, and their stocks oh went from $70 a share to um, to $150 per share by the end of March, giving giving the company a market value of $42 billion. You hate you hear stuff like that, and you're like, I should have known. I should have known. Mm-hmm. I should have invested in that, but you wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. I don't even Forget think it. I had known that there was a Zoom until... I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Did you hear of it? No, I just know that they uh, they have two things that they do. They do teleconferencing and they create viruses. Oh. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the virus division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They multitask. And they said, can we get these to work together? Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, there you go. I just thought uh, that might be... Interesting for those who are finding that they are using that uh, more and more. And uh, I, I've only, you know, been on like three, so I haven't tinkered around with it much. Rochelle goes on it every night. Claire, oh, really? Claire, my wife, Claire, does the social thing. She does uh, charity stuff. She's conducting a fair amount of activity on Zoom. She's become a little maestro on it. Yeah, my daughter has a few different Zoom uh, chats that she does and stuff. And then my wife, is every Thursday night, has had like a little uh, white claw kind of Zoom thing that she does with her girlfriends and stuff. And um, all right, my Do you other... go on Buzzoom? <laughs> I go on Buzzoom every Zoom single buzz. night, yeah. <laughs> I have friends of mine. They, it's a big family, and I just found this out yesterday. They are doing and have been doing their own Survivor over the past uh, couple of weeks where they've been voting out family members. Really? Yeah, I don't necessarily... It can only end well. I don't think they're kicking them out of the house okay, or whatever. Get but out. They're, they're having tribal council, <laughs> and they're having, uh, you know, challenges and all that sort of stuff. Oh, that's really fun. I know! There are that's, so many I don't other like families. That. <laughs> this is your family? No, this is a friend of mine's family. Okay. It, it, it's a big family, so... Yeah, yeah it would be kind of weird for just Claire and I to do that. <laughs> Who are you, who are gonna who are you gonna vote out this week? Well, uh, Claire, yeah. who are you gonna you vote? Well, vo- uh, you. You can start voting out animals. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but she's got nine siblings, dude. She they does. Could, she they could, could do it with her family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but if it, if it was just you and Claire, you would vote for yourself. So I you would definitely yeah, yeah. be out. Game's over. I'm out. Yeah. All right, well, anyhow, that does sound like fun. All right, we are gonna break. We still have an opportunity for you to win. $500 this morning. Uh, we're also going to talk to Adam McKay. So those things are coming up as well as a bizarre foul. Let's break and return shortly. Please stay with us because we won't be gone long. It's a tumultuous time, yet essential employees go to work day and night to make our lives better, including the healthcare pros, delivery and SEPTA drivers, grocery, pharmacy, sanitation, and janitorial workers. And we thank our police, EMTs, and firefighters. WMMR is here for you, too. Friendly, familiar voices playing everything that rocks. Live, local hosts around the clock. So whenever you need a break from cable news for taking a walk or just getting outside or just to keep your workday moving we are here for you on your radio smart speaker and the mmr app where you won't find us is on your credit card bill we're in this together and we wouldn't have it any other way 93.3 wmmr 
putting Philly first. All right, still got some great stories to share. I'm going to do that in the form of the beat file right now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And it's sponsored by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer highest quality mulch and topsoil manufactured on site, along with leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulch Works sells to residential and commercial markets with delivery and pickup available. Visit mulchthis.com to view all products or call their helpful staff to place an order. Well, there's a video of a pregnant woman picking up a snake on an Arizona road, and it went viral on Facebook over the weekend. The video posted to Facebook has more than 60,000 views. Uh, it was captioned, this is a true Arizonan. Pregnant, on the phone, no hands, picking up a snake out of the middle of the road of in the middle of nowhere with her flip-flop. Uh, the woman who picked up the snake, Tawny Rock, said that uh, she just wanted to make sure the snake got out of the road. Uh, it just, uh, she said, I just wanted to get it out of harm's way and the safety. Needless to say, it was a giant snake. I've never seen anything so big before, but it was a, it was a big gopher snake. Uh, Rock, who is... You know the kind that eats a gopher? By the way, she's seven months pregnant. Wow. And she wasn't worried for her own safety. She knew that it wasn't a venomous snake. She said, you can, t- you can tell the difference if you're educated well enough. If parents teach the kids, luckily I had some awesome parents who did so. And you can tell with their heads and their markings oftentimes if they're venomous or not. Not all the time, but anyhow. Well, she knows a gopher snake when she sees one. Uh, she also didn't know she was being recorded, but Rock said that uh, she and her husband had a good laugh about the seeing the video. She said, I wasn't scared. I was really excited. I had been in the house for about four days quarantine, and I was on my way home finding a snake in the middle of the road. It's the highlight of my day. <laughs> this must be a sign from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Wisconsin, a man's accused of using stolen underwear to set several fires. Michael L. Miller has been charged with 27 counts, including arson. He also had possession of child pornography. Oh, my God. Details of the case were revealed in a criminal complaint. He's being held on $200,000 bail. On March 19th, the fire was reported at a vacant home. On the 20th, several fires were uh, found, were set, and investigators responded to a fired home. An 88-year-old woman was in the home. Smoke detectors went off. She was able to escape. Always underwear to start these fires? Yes. Three suspicious fires were set that day, set that day as well. Another one, a vacant mobile home, was damaged by fire. Police were able to identify Michael Miller as a suspect. Well, it's a good thing, actually, I hate to say this, but the fires led to the child porn. He had known ties to a resident. Well, he was, they don't believe that he was creating it. He just, uh, just had he it. had All it. Right. But okay. But anyhow, it's still so, horrible. Yeah, during an interview, Miller admitted intentionally setting the fires in the county. Uh, officers examined Miller's phone and found thousands of images of pornography. Some of those were identified as child pornography. They also found an image of a large fire. Uh, Miller stated he would take underwear from laundromats and use it to start fires. My interests include arson and child pornography. Uh, Miller stated that he was wearing women's underwear during the interview, and he buys the underwear at stores. Miller further stated that the underwear he used to light the fires was taken from laundromats. Uh, The complaint states he knew details about the fires that were not made to the public. Was he using women's underwear as the... I'm not sure. Uh, My guess is yes. That guy's got some... Really twisted hangers. Those are women's underpants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the next thing you know, you'll be wearing a bra on your head. Uh, police <laughs> have said that they are looking to trace a person who has been walking around a village in the U.K. dressed as a 17th century plague doctor. Huh. 
Uh, that's with the you know the the yep. mask and everything. Yeah, it looks Re- like a like a like a bird beak. Yeah, residents of Hellasdon have been both terrified and amused by the individual dressed in a black cloak, hat, and pointed beak-like mask. Uh, doctors treating those with the Black Death believe the mask acted as a filter against the disease. Uh, police said that they would uh, like to give the individual some words of advice. It's thought the person has been dressing this way for about two weeks for their daily walk with a photograph posted on a village social media page attracting many different points of view. It is a bizarre-looking mask. It is. It is very bird-like. Yeah, yeah. It's scary-looking. Yeah. It's like out of uh, Silent Hill. Totally, yeah. yeah. In a desperate attempt to reach home during India's strict uh, coronavirus lockdown, a man traveled more than 800 miles home disguised as an onion seller, <laughs> only to be sent to quarantine by local police after reaching his destination. I'll disguise myself as an onion seller. Uh, Pr- <laughs> Prem Mutri Pandey, an employee at Mumbai's airport, loaded a truck with 28 tons of onions. It's okay, I'm an onion sailor. And traveled around 869 miles from Mumbai to his home in northern India. He said, I was stuck in Mumbai, I was scared, and hence I had no option but to return home. So Pandy decided to rent a truck, hire a driver, and disguise himself. He said, we bought the onions from a vegetable market. Mm, that's probably where you get them. And using the excuse of produce delivery, we crossed three states to finally reach home on Friday and traveling for three days. It's okay, boys. Onion sailor. Uh, India's <laughs> lockdown rules allows vehicles to deliver food Onion items salesman. across to uh, state borders. Uh, See, there's some difficulty here, boys. Don't worry. Onions. Uh, Pandy was uh, sent to quarantine after his actions surfaced on Saturday. So, One last story, and then we will wrap up. A self-illustrated man is facing a unique problem. He's running out of room on the canvas of his body. London resident and tattoo artist Chris Woodhead has regularly been getting inked since he turned 18, but the dad-to-be took his skin-deep love to the next level when he was forced to lock down due to the coronavirus. Oh boy. He said, we're not, taking, we're not talking sleeves here. We're talking head-to-toe designs. I started tattooing myself every day to create some kind of structure to our now seemingly aimless days. He said, it feels special that my body is evolving so much through the process. I will continue until I run out of space completely. Woodhead already had some 1,000 tattoos at the beginning of the quarantine. Bet they look great. And now more than uh, 40 days in, his remaining amount of reachable uh, virgin skin is limited. He said, realistically, I've probably got a month's worth of tattoo space left. This is Garfield. Listen to this. He said, if I'm truly honest, I look ridiculous. (laughs) He's being honest. He said, I look like a piece of blue cheese. Uh, there's very little space left that why, I can why actually reach. do this? Yeah. Uh, he's saving at least a few spots to honor his new child. His oh. wife, Emma, whom he is in isolation with, is due in July, Could by the way. Could have been an onion salesman. Yeah, <laughs> and there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File. All right, we will take a break. I want to break now because I want to get back. I want to have some time to spend with Adam McKay. Yes. He's giving us a call. Just another friend of the show, checking in, seeing how things are. Uh, we still have uh, Trash Music News and the other stuff as well. So stay there. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer Jeweler is still shipping fast and free as safely as possible. Whether celebrating mom or celebrating life, they're there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Two minutes after 10 o'clock. Oh my God, it's two minutes after two. Casey, uh-huh. we're going to do this now. Uh-huh. We ready to go? Yeah, 93.3 WMMR. 
Now, your rock refund keyword. Sorry for our tardiness. It's uh, two minutes after ten. But here we go. Better late than never. The, the word that you need is heart. H-E-A-R-T. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do that. You can do it via text. The special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be automatically entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you can enter it at MMR mobile app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. And that person, hopefully it's you, we get a call from our company, Beasley, so be sure that you answer your phone. There are contest rules that are available, and you can see them at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by A&T Subaru and Chevy in Sellersville. So get on that now. The word is heart, by the way, H-E-A-R-T. Good luck to you. Uh, we're waiting for Adam McKay to get in touch with us, so I guess in the meantime, we could do lesson yes, question and sure. uh, trash and all that good stuff. So the prize uh, that we have to give away today is a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card. Good and stuff. The question that we are going to go to, uh, let's see here. I'm sorry, I just started looking at these. How about this? We're taking the time to honor our frontline heroes, but we shouldn't forget that prostitutes are also what kind of heroes. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. We're taking the time to honor our frontline heroes, but we shouldn't forget that prostitutes are actually... What kind of heroes? Two one five. We had a full uh, conversation about hookers. It was yes. great. Yeah. It was great. All right. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call right now. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Let's get to it, Steve. What you got for us? Well, BTS has postponed their entire planned world tour due to the coronavirus pandemic. The hugely popular South Korean boy uh, band issued a statement to their fans reading, quote, much is the sad of our face to not spit song into you listen holes. Wow. <laughs> Their English isn't very good. And speaking of the basket, uh, so not uh, basketball players, and speaking of uh, other stuff, Carmen Electra telling the L.A. Times that she once, and this is pretty wild, spent five hours having sex with Dennis Rodman all around the Bulls practice facility. Electra says that by the end of the marathon session, Rodman was practicing three-pointers into her cooter. No! Wild. And finally, Roy Horn of the legendary Siegfried and Roy has tested positive for the coronavirus and is responding very well to treatment. Roy says, fortunately, the virus had no path to get from his nose down to his lungs because a tiger chewed his goddamn throat out. <laughs> That's your All right, we'll see if we get an answer to this uh, question, lesson question from today. We are honoring our frontline heroes, but let's not forget prostitutes or what kinds of heroes. 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Jen. For the answer. Hi there, Jen. Hey, what? All right, Jen. What are the prostitutes? They are our lovely backdoor heroes. You got it. Nice work, Jen. We want you to hang on. We're going to get your info, and we're going to give you a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card. Nice. Rob's Italian Grill is open and serving the community with your favorite made-from-scratch Italian dishes. Is this the HBO music? Yes, okay. it is. Um, through car side pickup, delivery, and catering. Order online today at carabas.com.
Yes! We're having technical difficulties. That's what it sounds yeah, like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you'd see the test pattern yeah, go right, off and... Technical difficulties. Please stand by. And then it shows some guy with a, like, a, like a crazy look on his face with the camera open with the wrench. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All right. Uh, I believe we have time to get to music news, so uh, oh. let's do that. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 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 yeah. <laughs> I love, I'm in love with this music. Chuck Mangione. Um, all right, let's go to this story. Uh, Ex-five-finger death punch drummer Jeremy Spencer has introduced his new band. They're called Psychosexual. Psychosexual. It sounds like a really good band. In which he has taken the role of frontman as the masked devil daddy. Devil daddy. Uh, Spencer ha- is joined by guitarist Crucifier and bassist <laughs> Asto- Astorath. Astorath? No, no, Astorath. Asterix? Astorath. Astroturf. Okay. And drummer Volak. Uh, and then uh, Morty Burnson. Uh, the band will release its debut album, Torch the Faith, later this year through Spencer's own 6X Records. Do, are they wearing any costuming or anything? Um, uh, it says the masked Devil Daddy. So, All right, there yeah, we go. I guess yeah. so. uh, the first single and video, Let the Sin Begin, is out now, uh, featuring an array of dark imagery and exotic dancers. Ooh. Uh, Spencer said about the project, I've been such a fan of many types of music, from Bowie to Debo, uh, to black metal bands, and Psychosexual really is the outlet that I've needed to bring all these things together in one big evil stew. (laughs) Okay, listen, you can do all the gimmicks you want, but if the music sucks, then it doesn't matter. No, true, but you hope it's good music, so we'll wait and see. Uh, Green Day frontman Billy Joe Armstrong dialed from his home to the Late Show with uh, James Corden on Tuesday. Uh, where he and his sons Joey and Jacob performed the 1967 Tommy James and Shondell's classic, I Think We're Alone Now, which he did a cover of a little while ago. And it's great. Which is great. Uh, In the interview before the performance, uh, Corden asked Billy Joe if he would ever consider acting again after appearing in American Idiot on Broadway and in several films. Billy Joe replied, "Uh, I like to think of myself as a pretty decent B-movie actor, and I want to do things like... Uh, and and not that it's a B movie, but I want to be on the Young and the Restless and do a soap opera. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. So that's what he'd like to if do. You, if, to me, the dream would be to be on a soap opera and wear an eye patch. Uh, yeah, like patch. Like yeah, put like patch. the character patch. Right, and then mm-hmm. change the patch from eye to eye every day, just to see if they're yeah, paying yeah. attention. Uh, former Oasis and guitarist Noel Gallagher has shared a previously unheard song from the defunct band called Don't Stop. Uh, Gallagher said he stumbled upon the demo while going through boxes of unmarked CDs at home. He added, I hope everyone is staying safe and trying to ride out the lockdown uh, with a minimum of fuss. You're welcome, by the way. So I haven't heard it yet, so I don't know much about it. We'll have to look into that. And then one last thing. Uh, Mark Bolin and T-Rex will be saluted with the September 4th release of the 26-track tribute album called Angel-Headed Hipster. A variety of reports, in addition to U2 and Elton John teaming up to cover Boland's signature classic, Bang & Gong. Uh, the album also features performances by Todd Rundgren, Joan Jett, both Julian and Sean Lennon on separate tracks. Well, that's wild. Lucinda Williams, Perry Farrell, David Johansson, uh, Maria McKee, and Kesha. That's an eclectic group of people right yeah. there. Um, and also the album features specials guest uh, Donald Fagan, Mike Garson, uh, Bill Frizzell, Wayne Kramer. There's a whole lot of people. So T-Rex had it. Had its impact. It was, you know, I, I know Bang a Gong, a couple of songs from them, but they were before my time for me to really understand why 
They were such a big deal. They they came and went. But they're apparently to to many uh, a seminal band. Yeah, they were like the the surgeons of glam rock. Right, right. Uh, so, but it'll be interesting. So we'll see. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you in music news. Our next guest is ready to go. We love talking to him anytime. Yes, and we called him up and said, "Hey, want to come on the air? We're just checking in with friends, seeing how everybody's doing in the in the pandemic and the quarantine and all this stuff." And, and he's far too talented to talk with us, but yep. we were relying on the fact that he might be bored. Uh, executive producer of HBO Succession yes. as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's been behind the helm of a whole lot of great stuff throughout the year. Some of the best comedies ever put to film. An Oscar winner. Uh, yes, true. For Vice, you're right. Yeah. Please welcome Adam McKay Yay. to the show. Hello. How are you? We're good, Adam. We're doing good back here in Philly, man. How are you? I'm good, too, out here in Los Angeles. You know, nice. probably much the same as you guys. Just, yeah. uh, you know, inside baking bread and watching <laughs> too much Jeopardy. Any banana bread? I went with regular straight-ahead bread. It's the first time I've ever baked bread in my life. Uh, my 15-year-old Pearl, you know, from the landlord, her and I uh, yeah. <laughs> made some bread. And, uh, yeah, we felt like we, we had climbed, uh, you know, K2. <laughs> I, I can completely understand that Tom Papa is a world-class sourdough bread baker. And he uh, there is... I am fascinated with the process, though I'm too easily distracted to participate in it. Was was it? It was that sense of accomplishment. Was it really everything you wanted it to be? It was, in the sense that it was edible. <laughs> so the bar was low. <laughs> we we high fived, and it was warm bread, and you smother it in butter, and you move on. Well, that, that's like a little more advanced. The banana bread is like not really bread, and anyone can do it. But like yeah. if, you're, if you're using yeast and you're actually make, baking bread, that's difficult. Yeast is scary, yeah. And we we had the instant yeast. I, I I we're terrified of the active yeast. It seems like you're like it's a a living creature that you're bringing into your house, right? It, yeah, it's like a sentient thing that you're pulling off of. Like it's it's like the pods an invasion of the body snatchers. Well, it takes like ten years or ten years, like ten days <laughs> to build like a, a a yeast, a working yeast. Yeah, Look, yeah. yeah. Someone told me yeast has the intelligence of a pig, of a, or a four year old too. That it's not what? dumb yeast. Yeah. You, no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my yeast is, is doing my taxes right now. So. I would love to think that your average sourdough yeast has the intelligence of a <laughs> Adam, That would make it more exciting. Adam, as a writer, I'm sure, you know, being under a lockdown is is probably okay for you so you can actually sit down and, and put pen to paper. Are you finally finishing up your... Um, uh, your script for your biopic of Maurice Cheeks? <laughs> oh, my God. I would watch that at RC. Um, you know, it's funny writing during this. It's just the world is changing so much. I was telling a friend of mine, it's kind of like trying to redecorate your house during an earthquake. It's just yes. like the whole world is shifting constantly. So certain projects you, you just want to sit on because you don't know what the world's going to be like. And then other ones, yes, are, are totally working. We've been working on uh, doing a mini-series kind of, uh, I guess you would call it a, a sideways kind of world connected to the movie Parasite. So we're working with director Bong. Wow. Yeah, on a mini-series. He's amazing. Video. He's incredible. He's the coolest guy too. He's hilarious, um, and uh, so that one that one holds. That one holds pretty well. So we've gotten a lot of work done on that. But other ones, you just kind of go, "All right, let's see what happens." Well, I have to ask because I saw it mentioned a few times, uh, and I, I mentioned it to Preston earlier today. Are you working on the the movie version of, of Bad Blood? 
Uh, we are indeed. Yeah, okay. yeah. We have a we have a draft of that, and that's one that you know sadly feels way more relevant. I mean, it's about you know medicine, blood testing, capitalism, fraud. It's uh, it's a fascinating story. And Elizabeth Holmes herself. I, the word is you're going with Jennifer Lawrence possibly to play her. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence signed on, and uh, yeah, she, a fascinating character. Couldn't agree more. I mean, the fact wow. that she sort of took all these little nuances of the people that she had, like Steve Jobs, and adopted the the manner yeah. of dress, lowered her voice, uh, it learned all these things that were sort of effective in the way to... Uh, I, she was essentially pulling off a super huge medical scam, and uh, the, the story just it just keeps getting more and more um, riveting as you go along. So it, what's, what's the status of that right now? Uh, uh, status is, once again... During this, you know, quarantine, yeah. just everyone kind of sitting on their hands. But that's one we definitely love to make. And uh, I'm signed up to direct. But then I had an, another movie with Jennifer Lawrence too, called Don't Look Up, which is a, uh, which is crazy. It's it's a little bit like what's going on about a uh, giant uh, asteroid headed towards Earth and two kind of mid-level scientists who are trying to warn everyone, but the government keeps tweaking the science and uh they keep getting treated like celebrities on t- it's kind of a dark comedy truth. oh that's cool yeah yeah so we were actually in pre-production on this on that movie when reality kind of stepped in so uh so that's another one we have going adam with elizabeth holmes and since you're you know you're writing this is there any way that just for a fleeting moment she could cross joe exotic in in the <laughs> timeline Oh my uh, God! Just like it makes a visit or something to the zoo. I, I, you know, I think you just have them walk by in the background. And That's perfect. Look Without saying anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a big it. fan of knowing looks in movies. All right. Without without revealing too much, is Christian Bale growing one of those mustaches that we should know about? Or? <laughs> Adam, I'm a bit uh, behind, uh, but I started binging Succession during the uh, the quarantine, and uh, I love it. It's a, it's a great show, and you're executive producer on that. And on some of the episodes, you have commentary afterwards. And there was one that I watched recently where you talked about feeling bad, feeling um, like uh, feelings of remorse towards a, somebody who's a billionaire and, and these complex characters, and you actually feel sorry for them. Um, and it's it's just a fantastic show, but these guys are written so complexly that you actually feel uh, bad for people who are going through difficult times, even if they're a billionaire. It's crazy. It's uh, all, all credit to Jesse Armstrong, the showrunner and writer. He wrote this script where you realize – in some ways, you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy, uh, for the kids especially, because you inherit this life. You never really feel a sense of achievement. You feel this pressure, especially with a figure like that as your father. I mean, he's a terrible guy. And uh, There's a great documentary called uh, Born Rich. Yes. Yeah. It's great. It's so good, and it's all about the children of the super wealthy, and they're all, like, depressed and messed up and miserable. And this kid, Jamie Johnson, from the Johnson & Johnson uh, fortune made it, and he's a, he's a really self-aware guy. Uh, I recommend it for anyone. I, I brought it up to, to Jesse when we were making Succession. It's it's one of the best portraits of kind of that, that what you would think would be, oh, you've won the lottery, but in truth, it's just like a, a, a golden cage. You, well, it's funny you should mention that because I, I just happened to watch. And I believe you were a producer on uh, the Spoils of Babylon, which was sort of a, a parody of oh, yeah. epic <laughs> miniseries. Yeah. It was hilarious. 
I wanted to know, is there any um, intent perhaps to extend that or to do another one? Because it was, you know, we, there was a time when there those those sort of thorn birds type, um, those, those miniseries just dominated. And uh, that's sort of a, it's sort of a parody of that. Yeah, it's uh, Matt Piedmont and Andrew Steele created that. Those two guys. They also did uh, Casa de Mi Padre, which oh. is uh, a little gem. It's a, a Will Ferrell comedy that's all in Spanish. It's so good. It's uh, and, and we had Will on to talk about it. And the fact that they replicated the cheesy gun effects. <laughs> oh, so, uh, that movie kills me. And uh, so, yeah, it's those same guys. You know, it's funny. I talked to Steele a couple weeks ago. I should hit him up on that. I'm curious if they're working on anything because they always make me laugh. Yeah, it's just it's it's dry, but it's it, it's great stuff. So so with with everything that's going on, I mean, it, it, it's weird because I came to this revelation, you know, being in, in the uh, the quarantine mode is that my life is kind of pretty much in quarantine all the time anyway. Uh, and you don't impress me as kind of a going out on the Hollywood scene sort of guy. So is this has this been a, a large adaptation for you or is it pretty much business as usual? You know, it's well, the, the part. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. I'm definitely not, you know, out dancing till 3 a.m. But uh, <laughs> it, it's it, the part that just, you know, really hurts you is like you want to work. You want to work. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. were we were in pre-production on a movie and we were in Boston. We were scouting. And, you know, we had everyone going, we're filling up the cast and, uh, and, you know, and then I'm back here and we have this great company and you want to go in, you want to meet with people, you want to get stuff going. So that part of it is we're all kind of going a little crazy and you can't be as active part of, you know, Los Angeles, you get this beautiful weather out here too. And you're just used to being outside. And yeah. So I think, yeah, everyone's going a little crazy, but I mean, that's a small sacrifice in the big picture. No, and it, I mean? it, it will be over. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get past it. And I'm hearing some good stuff about there's, uh, you know, some new treatments that are developing. Yeah. There's a vaccine over in England that's looking pretty good. So, you know, thank God if, if that works out and us staying apart, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking because you're talking about that Mark Boland tribute T-Rex that was actually uh, produced by Hal Wilner, a good friend of mine, oh. uh, who we lost from the the, <sighs> the coronavirus and he was the music supervisor at Saturday Night Live and he was the supervisor for a bunch of my movies, you know, for Anchorman, Step Brothers. He did uh, that as well because they, they did a great tribute uh, to him uh, on the actual, you know, they, they did the SNL from home and they, yep. did, they did a tribute to him. I didn't realize he had done all that music he, for you. He had done all these movies. He's famous for putting together these eclectic tributes to certain artists and live shows in New York. One of the most creative, original, lovely guys you would ever know, uh, Hal Wilner. So, so you know, it's, it's affecting us in that way. I mean, he's a dear friend and creative force out there. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's been really hard just emotionally, I think, for everyone to go through something like this. But people are really behaving great. And, and everyone's kind of pitching in and, and doing the distance. And, and the sense of charity. I, I know you. So you, you came up through the Upright Citizens Brigade, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the group. We, we started that group at a coffee house in Chicago back in, like, 93. By the way, what an old man sentence to say <laughs> we started that at a coffee house back at night they didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> yeah. but uh, speaking to that point i know there, there's a lot of efforts that a lot of comedians and and uh, uh yeah, actors and musicians are doing to support people in the service industry the, the waiters the waitresses the bartenders the people that work at these various uh, clubs and restaurants that really get just gotten whomped with this 
Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I, I know they're actually Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, uh, former members are getting together to do That's something. Right. Uh, are you part of that or are you participating? Uh, I, I'm actually I was just talking to Ian Roberts, who is one of the founding members. And we uh, they're doing uh, their famous show called ASCAP that they've been running for, my God, like 25 years. And uh, they're going to be doing three, four different online shows. Wow. With all different alumni to raise money for first responders for the the pandemic and uh, nurses uh delivery people doctors er doctors all all these incredible people that are just out there in the midst of this thing while while we social distance they're taking it head on so yeah they're going to raise a bunch of money from them if you're you're out there and you want to see a great show it's it's available to everyone Amazing. I have to ask because I know you had done some stuff and we had talked about, you know, your, your influence on, on the movie Ant-Man and, and, and sort of missed opportunities in the Silver Surfer. Now the MCU is, is you know, we have these different television series coming out. Uh, are you doing anything with Marvel? Is there anything that we can expect coming up from you in the future? You know, we always, I, I just love the Marvel Universe. I grew up in it. So, yeah, getting to co-write Ant-Man was like a dream for me. I got to meet Stan Lee, and it's just the coolest. So I've always kind of, Feige is just a great guy. We yeah. always kind of kick things back and forth. Nothing active right now, but uh, one of these days i got to do a superhero movie. I mean, you know, one of my favorite superhero movies of all time, and it's funny because my oldest daughter and I watched it, Lily Rose, uh, is uh, a Philadelphia guy. Guy, M. Night's uh, Unbreakable is to me still one of the best oh my God. movies ever made. Yeah, we we have we've we've said that, and the funny thing is, we're we're friends with uh, Night Shyamalan, and and the fact is, is that he kind of went into a depression when that movie came out. I was like, this is this was a revelation. This movie was just brilliant, and uh, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I want felt, he felt like that didn't do didn't turn out well. Unbreakable, the, the reality. No, at first, he, he he said that he was like laying on his couch because of yeah, the despondent. Oh, yeah, it was outstanding. Wow. Yeah. I, well, you know, he was way ahead of his time with that yeah. movie. I mean, that movie's fifteen years ahead of its time. If yeah. you really look at it, oh, I love that movie. Didn't you guys hang out at camp out one year? You yeah. and Night Shyamalan. Yeah, you guys were hanging out at the back of the tent, and it was two Hollywood legends. If you uh, yeah. <laughs> excuse the compliment. Uh, chilling and just having a conversation in the uh, back of our you know what I said to him? I said, are you making a sequel to Unbreakable? That, <laughs> honest to God, that's what I said to him. I yeah. go, it's one of my favorite all-time movies. And then he kind of did. He connected yeah. the whole universe. Did, did yeah. you, when you saw Split, if you, if you, have you seen the movie Split? Obviously? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so in that last... 30 seconds when you realize what yeah, it was, yeah. we had full-blown seizures. We were like, oh, my God! Yeah. Same here. I went yeah. crazy. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are both huge basketball fans as well. I wasn't... Uh, you guys... I don't even know if you recall every uh, bit of your conversation <laughs> that you had at our camp out for hunger. <laughs> But uh, we, on that level? we didn't go down the hoops road, but uh, <laughs> believe me, I can go down the hoops road for forever. Uh, you know, we made a, a pilot actually for HBO. That's the story of the Showtime Lakers oh. and uh, starring uh, it's with John C. Riley and all these great actors. And uh, and it was picked up. So we're that's another thing we were working on when all of this hit. The good news with that one is that we had a writer's room. So uh, Max Borenstein's the showrunner wrote an amazing script. We had so much fun making it. And. And uh, so that's going to be a, a mini series for HBO. It's it's really cool. Hey Adam, depending on on uh, how this uh, drags out with quarantine and so forth, we've seen some really cool things with reunions. The Goonies just had one the other day. The Wonders did it from that thing you do. Uh, I think there's some uh, some projects that you've been involved in that would be 
absolutely uh, conducive to something like that. It's hopefully we're getting towards the end of this as far as restrictions go, but that could be cool. Like an anchorman get together, do it, you know, a, a, an online thing. That's a really fun idea, actually. I, I should float that by. Uh, even if they just came on and sang like afternoon delight. <laughs> yes. Or something. Well, yes. We, we had actually put out to you a while ago, and, and obviously the world changed about uh, doing an evening with uh, uh, Step Brothers and getting you, if you were back in town, to do that. To do a Q&A. A Q&A after a screening. Fun. Because, oh, my God. And that'd I just, be a blast. I described it as uh, Step Brothers has now it, it entered the absolute pantheon of quotable movies. We have drops that we use constantly. Uh, and it's 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 just this 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 beautiful perfect thing uh, that just sits there and and, and with the amount of people that we find that we encounter and celebrities that we talk to who have that sort of um, movie Tourette's as we call it where you yeah. blurt out stepbrothers lines is ridiculous so at some point we have to make that that work because we'd be I great. would love that and, and you know it's so funny because after we that's that's the movie personally of all the ones we made that makes me laugh the hardest like if it's on TV and I love every movie we've made but that one just always gets me and I remember Mary Steenburgen and after we made it used to call it oh you mean the greatest movie ever made <laughs> calling it that and then like eventually I saw her like a year ago and I was like, maybe you were right. <laughs> it is, I, I'm telling you, man, and, and you always find something new that, that you latch on to. Catherine Hahn was oh, a revelation. outstanding in that movie, man. She's a national treasure, she Catherine is. Hahn, man. She's a oh. great dramatic actress, hilarious, and, and truly one of the great people you'll ever meet. Actually, that whole cast was full of just people you want to hang out with, like Richard Jenkins, Mary oh, Steenburgen, Adam Catherine Scott. Hahn. Oh, my God. Yeah. Adam Scott uh, kills yeah. me in that movie. It's Every person was just a, a blast to hang out with. I That's kid awesome. you not, I'm looking at a page of of, absolute, of, of Step Brothers, you know, clips that we use all the time. Uh, yeah, they, so, so again, uh, on that case, I mean, you've... Your career has been so varied, and, and obviously you, you go into, uh, of, you know, from Vice and things like that, and, and, and sort of, you know, uh, expanding the boundaries, but there is a place for those just... <laughs> Totally yeah. junk food kind of movies <laughs> that only you can do so well. Yeah, well, so. you guys, I'm doing. I'm, I'm watching a lot of like the best movie that I've watched with my wife and daughters. They had never seen When Harry Met Sally, oh. and we watched it as a family, and it was just they were my daughters were like that was amazing, oh. and we all and my wife and I hadn't seen it probably since it came out, and we knew Nora Ephron, so it allowed us to kind of go, oh, I missed Nora and. Uh, yeah, it's those kinds of movies right now that you're just craving. Yes. Uh, and the same with, like, the Jordan documentary, like, just, like, pure love of basketball and, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, com so it's comfort food, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I, totally. I, I got into it. There was, a, there was a Pam Greer Film Festival, I think, on Epics, and I was, I was eating that up. I'm like, Jesus, these oh, are great. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Adam, do you watch uh, Get Shorty on Epics? You know, it's, I have had three or four people have asked me that, and I think I got to because I keep hearing how good it is. Well, it's it's Ray Romano and Chris O'Dowd, and uh, Antonio Sanchez does the music for it, and that's brilliant. But it's um, it's so much about your industry, and it's loosely based on the Elmore uh, Leonard movie and or book, I mean, and, and the um, John Travolta movie. But you would appreciate it for all the behind-the-scenes movie-making stuff. Oh, I got to check this out. Yeah, yeah. And Ray Romano, how about him? He's just become a really good actor. I yeah. like him. He was great, and, you know, it, it wasn't on long, but I loved him in Vinyl, the HBO show. I thought his character was awesome. He was yeah. really good, and he was great in, in The Irishman to see Ray Romano. Oh, yeah. he, he's just good in everything. He's the coolest guy. Nice. Very cool. 
Well, listen, we just we wanted to check in. It's always so awesome to to talk movies and TV with you, man. But uh, we want to see you in the flesh again when when all this stuff pans out. We'll, we'll when talk. we can touch that flesh, yes. We'll, <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put the uh, we'll put the stepbrothers thing on the back burner and, and try to make good on that down Let's the road. Please uh, yeah. keep kicking that around. Also, I had a birthday about two weeks ago, and I want you guys to know my big birthday gift from my company was they sent me six cheesesteaks from Jim's. <laughs> Jim's is nice. my favorite. Mm, the I love Philly it. love still runs strong. <laughs> we know that. And I'm glad you guys are safe. I'm glad you're healthy and uh, always a pleasure and huge amounts of love to uh, Philadelphia. Uh, love it. Right back at you. Keep baking bread and stay safe. <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon, Adam, okay? All right. Be well. All right. Take care. Adam yeah! McKay. You got to love that guy. He's just one of the best, one of yes. the easiest to talk to. And a real. I mean, yeah. he is a, a, a force to be reckoned with yeah. in Hollywood. And yeah. he... Uh, He's the real deal. Yeah, he's the real deal. And, you know, like you said, you can go from absolute ridiculous humor, st- stepbrothers, uh, to Vice. Yeah. Uh, which is full on, you know, as straight and serious as it gets with uh, winning an Oscar. And, and now he's going to take on this Elizabeth Holmes thing, which should be pretty cool. I, I, I cannot. If you've, if you've not, so if the. I don't know this. I don't know Tiger the premise King, of this at all. So she created a company called Theranos. Yeah. And she's she modeled herself after a couple of people. She literally modeled molded Remember? herself. I know who she is. Okay. Big uh, big buggy eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so um, she created this sort of lab testing kit that was supposed to provide all this analysis of blood and and it was a fake. It, it was, was just a complete she beca- lie. She became a billionaire. Yep. With predicated on the hope that this thing would work with no product, with no product or no proof, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's a wild documentary, so he's taking that on, which is pretty cool. All right, we are going to take ourselves a break. When we get back, we'll need that uh, much needed letter uh, for you for our word of the week prize, and we'll get ready to turn things over to Pierre. Stay put. We'll be back in just a moment. In these difficult times, MMR reminds you: social distancing doesn't mean you can't still be social. Good morning. Connect with us on your favorite social media platform today. After all, since we're going to be here a while, let's make the best of it together, but safely, because we don't know where your timeline has been. Oh, my God. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Casey's having a little issue with his (laughs) chair in the studio. Wait. You guys don't know this, Kathy and Nick, because you're not in the studio. You haven't seen it. But Casey, all morning long, he brought in a different chair. Oh, he did? Uh, Yeah. And he's been, he looks like a little kid because his his feet can't touch the ground. It won't, it won't lower. And so Casey just, he raised it up as high as it will go. It's ridiculously high up in the air. I've never seen it. You guys see that? I held a FaceTime over there. Oh, my my God. God. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? Uh, there's a phone call that we need to attend to, and this is Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Okay, President Steve. Uh, where are you from, Mike? Bridesburg. Bridesburg. And what is the reason you were calling us? I won $500. Hey! hey! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was for the rock refund is that uh, how you won the five hundred dollars yeah yeah did did you text in mike yeah what the hell happened to him mike are you still there i'm so happy that i won guys yeah mike you still there 
Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we thought we lost you for a moment. We got worried there. Uh, that's cool, Mike. How did you uh, How did you go about it? Did you do the text or enter through the app? Tell me about how you how you won. I entered through the app since March. <gasps> Dude, that, that, you know what that means? Yeah, you're in the run for ten thousand dollars, the grand prize. Oh, awesome! That uh, is so exciting. All right. Well, in the meantime, we got five hundred bucks for you, sir. We hope you enjoy that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to MMR, and uh, thanks for playing the game, bud. We appreciate it. You guys rock and roll. Woo! All right, thanks, man. All right, hang on the line. We'll get your information. In. <laughs> this guy's from Shelbyville. Oh, my God. All right, there you go. Well, it's just that simple, and... That's two winners we got today. There's several more to go. Pierre's got two chances. So does Jackson. And then uh, Jackie Bam Man with a shot at 8 p.m. So whatever you do, uh, do not miss your opportunity to win that money because people really do win. It's a wonderful thing. I uh, want to thank Eric Bazilian for being on the show this Yay! morning. Eric called in from Stockholm, Sweden. He's going to be a part of this Love from Philly Live event that's taking place starting tomorrow. And through the third, his appearance is going to be on Sunday. He's going to be performing three songs. Uh, played a, a, a version of uh, Help that he did yeah. from the Beatles, which is great. Ton of artists. Yeah, yeah, ton of artists and super nice guy. Uh, Jeff Corwin, who we didn't know we were having on the show this morning. Uh, he's got an Alaskan show on Net Geo, and uh, that's always fascinating stuff. He's a pretty, uh, pretty cool person. And speaking of cool people, Adam McKay, we yeah. just had on. Um, producer, director, writer, Oscar winner, raconteur, Philly guy, yes, and super nice and really easy to talk to. And he's just uh, he's he's a force to be reckoned with. But you know, you love to see um, creative, powerful people be real nice down to earth. He is, people. yeah, yeah, most definitely. So it was cool. Pierre Robert is here, and good day, good day to you, sir. Uh, how is everything in your world? <laughs> oh, I know. Did you notice? You notice? <laughs> we were curious. Well, how can you not? Yeah. It looks like he's preparing for a liftoff in that thing you have at the campout. Why uh, would they make a seat this high? <laughs> we're trying to figure out. There's a setting on this seat. These seats that we have. It's outlandishly high. It becomes like very, very unstable. The higher you go, the more unstable you get. You are you are about the you're about your own standing height. Yeah. Seated. I'm I'm actually taller than I would be if I was standing up. Probably. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's anyway. it's ludicrous <laughs> to make a chair go that high. You need a step stool to get yeah. on it. Marissa yeah. got a video of me trying to get in. Okay. Um, the great, well, one of many great things about all of you, but um, the great thing about Casey, well, one of many great things about Casey is um, the fact that you, sir, are a character. <laughs> and that's the highest compliment. Uh, and um, it was proven you were talking about Zoom meetings uh, a little, a short while ago. And uh, in our first Zoom staff meeting, which was last week, uh, you may have mentioned this on the air, but it bears repeating even if you did, Casey attended the meeting shirtless. Um, and um, it, it, and it didn't even seem to slow Bill down. No. He, no, he, he didn't saw. even notice. He didn't know. He, didn't, yeah. he had no clue. And then I had these giant lips uh, that I put in. <laughs> right. So what are those for? I, it's supposed to strengthen your mouth or something like that. But, yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, what I think Kathy enjoyed about that is that I was um, mimicking what Bill was saying, and he still had no clue <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what I was doing. Then you and, put the Billy Bob teeth in. Oh, you noticed that, too. Yeah. I, I was watching you from the time you had your shirt off. He's a pro. Hey, he's a pro. Yeah. There you go. That's our boy. That's our boy. I just wanted to mention that. All right. And uh, uh, yes. there it is. Well, and there it is. There it is. Yesterday uh, was our birthday. We had a big birthday broadcast. Yeah, do um, how, how late did you end up going with that? Well, I went to, well... Um, I would have stayed a little longer, but we wrapped a, we wrapped my portion at 320. It okay. wasn't know, about 330, maybe about 340. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I think there was some belief in the programming meeting that this could have been conducted by 3 o'clock, and it's virtually impossible. Um, so what we did uh, was we turned it over to Jackson. And Jackson had a lot of fun with it, and it was it was playing cards, you know, and yeah. fifty two card deck, uh, fifty two shuffle or whatever we were calling it. I still can't get the name right. I should get that, but it's over now. So, <laughs> um, and um, so um, Jackson and Sarah came in, uh, and they were saying, "Well, which uh, what year was the Ace of Spades?" And I go, "Well, Ace of Spades wasn't, you know, didn't make the list." And they go, oh, that's too bad. And they're talking, and I pull it up, and right as they're talking, I played it. And then Jackson played it three more times wow, over nice. the course of his program. Wait a minute, somebody say Ace of Spades, and he'd go right into it. Oh, nice. that's cool. So Lemmy was blessing us yesterday on our birthday. It was he Jackson did a great job with it. It was way fun to listen to him. So a lot of fun, uh, and happy birthday once again. Yes. Now it's back to work. All right, and we need to get the letter. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Part of the work. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. O as in Aussie. All right, and we have a case of stateside vodka, 12 bottles of hand sanitizer, and $150 to stateside vodka bar. And they, by the way, uh, will... Provide you with no busy phone lines or hassles. You can yeah. they deliver right to your door in Philly and the PA suburbs or uh, one hour curbside pickup. So uh, they have hand sanitizers available. Uh, details and ordering at statesidevodka.com. So we give that away tomorrow. Pretty cool. Uh, it was a big show yesterday. I'm sure you got some cool things planned for today as well. What a sign of the times that you're giving away hand sanitizer. Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I know. But the station and booze. and booze, of course, together, the two necessary things. Absolutely. Um, I, by the way, I had good luck yesterday. A bird took a gigantic poop on uh, the windshield of uh, the station vehicle. Oh, okay. Uh, and I heard that that's good luck. That is good luck. I just thought it was if they poop on you. On you, oh, yeah. 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 Well, maybe the car's in for good. All right, maybe the car's in for good. <laughs> On the program today, we will have, uh, speaking of Ozzy, a workforce block of the great and powerful man. Uh, we've got David Bowie, and we've got The Who, including one of their new songs, which is uh, astounding. And the Bowie block will contain a song he did on MMR's birthday at the Spectrum, oh. uh, which was, uh, obviously our birthday was yesterday, but he did this in 1976. And we have uh, one of the live songs he did at the Spectrum in that a wow. birth- birthday party from MMR Plus. Uh, rock refund opportunities at noon and 2, later with Jackson at 4 and 6, and uh, 8 p.m. with Bam Bam. Excellent. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. Also, Duncan, visit DuncanCoffeeBreak.com and send your hero a Duncan e-gift card today. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And uh, WSFS Bank, where we stand 
for service. Tomorrow, wrapping up the week with Dan Soder. Yeah. He's great. He is great. Walter Koenig will be joining check us. Off. Wow. Yep, check off. Yep, will be on the show tomorrow. Wow. Uh, and I'm sure some other surprises. We'll see what else comes up for your Friday morning. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we will see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. So I turn on my favorite podcast, trying to cook dinner, and I hear the news from Kathy Romano's mouth about a cat getting shot with an arrow through the leg. What kind of sick Delco does some kind of like that? Next message. When those planes flew over, as a father of two nurses, I have never been so proud of both my Thanks to everyone. Next message. To the lady who bought five packs of toilet paper, not because of you, some poor old lady just walked up to me and started crying because she could only shop once a week. And now she has to wait a whole other week to get toilet paper because you had to buy five tall packs. You don't need 48 pieces of toilet paper to wipe your ass up, warning. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.